good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Let's bring that music down. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Good morning, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. That's Griffin. I have... I, so, my voice doesn't sound perfect, but if I'm being honest, it, it is a significant upset. You don't have to fade it out as quickly. The more important bad, part is bringing it down. Bringing it down so I can talk over it. Very important. Then after that, for the most part, the music will do it, the, the work itself, right? Like, you don't have to get rid of it immediately. It's fine. It just needs to be at a lower level when I start talking so that, you know, things mix and mesh well. We're getting there. Understood. Maybe. Um, so, I went to Rage Against the Machine last night. And considering how I handled myself at a third eye blind concert, I was prepared for me to have done far worse damage last night, again, at a Rage Against the Machine show. I said to all of my friends, I said, I can't. I can't do this. I have, I have to do shows. I have to talk. My voice has to work. I cannot lose my voice tonight entirely. I said, look, if you notice that I'm doing a particular amount of screaming, Maybe like, you know, nudge me, elbow me, remind me. Got an instrument, you got to protect it, the whole thing. And between us, we pulled it off. I limited my screaming to only a couple of songs. I didn't do it with every song of the night. So I think I'm going to make it. I think. Can't promise anything. I think I'm going to make it. I'm here. By the way, amazing time. Incredible show. We waited two and a half years from when it was announced. We've waited, I don't know, 20 years. My God, it's been an eternity since I had seen Rage Against the Machine. Um, well worth the wait. They were unbelievable. Um, and again, I think, I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to hold up. I think I'm going to be able to give you a show. And that's the idea. That's what we want to do around these parts. So here's the deal. Yesterday I told you the plan for today was that uh, Spiro Maricus was going to be sitting in that seat right over there and was going to be hanging out with us here in the 10 a.m. hour. Unfortunately... Spiro, and I don't believe he went to a Rage Against the Machine show because I remember uh, he's not a big Rage Against the Machine fan. At least didn't think they were worthy of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Spiro does not have a voice today. Uh, he says it's not COVID. I talked to him, and I like I we we had first planned on him saying, "All right, you, instead of coming in, why don't we just do it over the phone?" Then I talked to him again this morning, and I was like, "Dude, I, I, no, I get it. I get it. It does not sound great." So we're gonna find another day. I really do. I thought today, was, I thought today was gonna be perfect because Towson football training camp starts today as well. That wasn't what he was coming on to talk about. Yeah, well, Griffin. it was just a good. That wasn't the topic. Connection. By the way, um, our editor Luke Jackson points out to me, I completely missed the part where Tyrell Pickett. I know. I also, I also just found that out today. Like. I guess it happened uh, while I was on vacation, and so that's the problem. Because like, th- there were a couple of stories about it, and so it's not, it's not like we discovered something that nobody knew about. Luke, Luke texted me last night. He's like, "What? What the hell?" And he texted me a picture of the roster. I'm like, I had no idea. Um, so like, for a minute, I was like, "Did did we just discover something?" And then I searched it and found out that there were a few reports in uh, July about Tyrell Pigram, of course, the former Maryland quarterback who bounced around to a few places after Maryland. I want to say this is something like his fifth college team, This is maybe? his fourth. Fourth? This is his fourth I was looking at. It. He, he was, was Ole he Miss. Was by, yeah, he, he was sitting behind Matt Corral last year. He was Western Kentucky, Yes, right? And that was it? Those are yeah. the only other places? Four years at Maryland, Western Kentucky in 2020. This is, yes, his seventh collegiate year. 
given injury and COVID. Yes. Which is a lot. <laughs> um, but that's cool. I mean, Tyrell Pigram, this is the funny part, too, is that, like, most Maryland quarterbacks over the years, I found myself saying, all right, that guy can be the butt of the jokes. I didn't think he was the butt of a joke. I actually thought he could play a little bit. Almost beat Ohio um, State. Beat Texas. Yeah, like, I, I like Tyrell Pigram a little bit. Um, that's 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 wild. I mean, Rob's done a great job of this, of finding just that, yeah, that guy right. <laughs> that's still sitting around after the spring that just needs somewhere to play. And well, we thought it was going to be Chris Ferguson last year. Yeah, he, it didn't. That, look, again, they don't all work, yeah. but, I mean, like, uh, Flacco worked, obviously. He has done this a number of times. And I, I presume that means that he'll be the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, this it's, year. last year, I mean, I, it's, they'll still say there's a competition in the whole yeah. thing, but I don't think Tyrell Pigram's coming here if He's there wasn't a, at least a kind of an elbow, like, hey, dude. He'll compete with Tyler Johnson the third from UAB, ah. Who, ah. who has been here since the spring. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. then also this is the, Griffin's, the two other guys. Griffin's probably. big moment where he wants yeah. to break down. <laughs> I can break down. Football. No. The, the, worry, the concern for me going into the season is oh. the offensive line. Here we go. They lost Here's, a lot of big offensive line. Gr- Griffin really thought this was an invitation to do a Towson football segment. I can do it Don't every day. Wrong. No. No. I, I like Towson, and we'll bring Rob on and probably bring Tyrell Pigram on at some point. But um, we're good for now. The point was not – Spiro was not coming here to discuss Towson football. He was coming here for one purpose. And this is the way it works when Spiro comes in the studio. And you don't you don't know this, Griffin, because you know you don't you you're new. We do these uh, periodically with Spiro, but they're about topics. Like we did our um, our Beatles song versus competition one morning, and we did our in depth breakdown of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class, and we did, like those are the top types of topics that we discussed. We did an an hour-long debate about whether or not Kokomo is a good song. These are the things that we do with Spiro, because Spiro is a radio man. Once upon a time, of course, Spiro was a morning talk show host here in Baltimore. He's a radio man. He understands good radio. We're going to do it. We're just going to have to do it a different day. We'll figure out what day that'll be, and Spiro will join us. Now, today, we do know for sure that, uh, and I'm excited about this, Charlotte North. You might say, I don't know. That name means nothing to me. I understand that. That's fine. But you should. Charlotte North is a superstar among superstars. Charlotte North is the most exciting women's lacrosse player to have come along maybe ever. Her skill set, and I don't like this because it sounds like it's being detrimental to other women's lacrosse players. So she's described as playing like a guy. And I don't, I'm always uncomfortable with this. I'm always uncomfortable with the debate about like, you know, whether or not women's lacrosse would be more popular if they played with the same rules as men, because it like inherently what you're saying is that their sport isn't good enough. And I'm not okay with that. Women's lacrosse is amazing. I've been around women's lacrosse for a long time. Yes, I'd like to clean up some of the rule stuff that makes it confusing, and I think most women's lacrosse players would admit that. They'd certainly admit it to me. But it's an amazing sport. When we say Charlotte North plays like a guy, what we're talking about, and she's not the only one, but she's doing it in a way that's even more special, is she shoots with a cannon from well out. And of course, if you've followed women's lacrosse over the years, you know that a lot of the goals that are scored are typically scored in in front of the cage. She extends. She's amazing. She played for Boston College this season, was by far the biggest star in the sport, made it all the way to 
the uh, Final Four here at uh, Johns Hopkins. She went on, played for Team USA, winning the World Championship. That was an event, of course, at Towson. Two-time Tawaratan Award winner. Best player in the sport. And now she's playing at Athletes Unlimited Lacrosse out in uh, Sparks at uh, the USA Lacrosse Facility. And we're going to catch up with Charlotte North uh, this morning. I'm looking forward to chatting with her. I'm literally talking. I, I'm trying to make a comparison. Like, talking to Charlotte North this morning would be like talking to Novak Djokovic. Like, she is that star within her sport. The, the brightest star in all of women's lacrosse. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Also this morning, Connor Norby, who had a 444-foot home run this week. We make our weekly trip to the Bay Sox. We will catch up with him. We will not tell him that I was dangling him in a couple of trades to try to land uh, some pitching earlier in the week. We will not bring that up. That will not be a conversation that his name was one that I was regularly going to on the website, baseballtradevalues.com. That will not be mentioned about um, Orioles' second base prospect, one of their many middle infield prospects that are coming in the future. But uh, we'll catch up with Connor Norby here this morning. And, of course, we later on in the show, we will have for you Weekend at Bookies. Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday morning. It's been a while, unfortunately, um, just as we were getting back into the studio. And then I had the scheduling thing with the Mogaba Day festivities last week. So we didn't get it. But we will get Weekend at Bookies this week. And then we will back to an every other week schedule for Weekend at Bookies on uh, Thursdays. Of course, Simply the Bets. Every Tuesday at 11.40 a.m. That's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. So that's what's going on. Capiche? Capiche. Now, after I made my comments yesterday, and after I... What, do, what was the guy's name? What was the, the, the guy that I was fighting with? Oh, uh, Eric. Eric Caps, right? So if you listen to yesterday's show, you know I was unsettled by the comments that Mike Elias made. And I wrote about it. I can't lie. It bothered me. And I'm not going to back off of that. I like my Mike Elias. I think for the most part, I've been on board with Mike, what Mike Elias has done. But he's not above criticism by any stretch of the imagination. No one is above criticism. But certainly... You know, he has not even built up enough as much equity as others to be above criticism. He's done a pretty good job. But again, his greatest accomplishment as a general manager is having a team three games over 500 on August 4th. He's not actually done anything as a general manager. And you, somebody would hear that and think it's a shot, but it's not a shot. That's the reality. That's not what he was hired to do. He was hired to do something else. And again, I think he's done a pretty good job of that. But the comments that he made on Monday in the aftermath of trading Trey Mancini were inexcusable. And as I said, I my gut was he probably regretted the comments that he made. He got carried away in his own honesty, said something that in hindsight he quickly realized, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I I don't hate Mike Elias because of it. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to fight him. It was unacceptable. And as much as people were talking about how unacceptable it was for the players within the clubhouse, and it was, it's unacceptable knowing that the players in the clubhouse are going to hear that. 
But the point that I was making is it's unacceptable for the fan base. It's unacceptable for people that are considering going out to baseball games this weekend. I don't know if you heard, it's supposed to be a big weekend at Camden Yards. 30th anniversary celebration. Cedric Mullins bobblehead. Drew Hill concert and another band that we don't talk about in these parts. Lot happening at the ballpark this weekend. So, of course, it's going to be like a billion degrees. God. But a lot of friends who are assuming that I'm going to join them on Saturday night because they know how much I love Drew Hill. And I, I, I intend to because I really do love Drew Hill that much. And like so much so I, I can't I don't know what I will do while Smash Mouth is on the stage. I will have to walk away. I will probably join them, but I'm telling you, watching the or looking at the weather forecast for this weekend, there is a part of me that's like, nope. Nope. Cause it is shaping up to be pure hell. Pure hell. Um It's a big weekend. And the Orioles are playing good baseball. Now coming off a sweep. I get it at the time, Mike Elias. Certainly didn't know they were coming off a sweep of the Rangers, but now coming off a sweep of the Rangers after the Robinson-Chirinos game yesterday because it's literally a different person every time. It was unacceptable for him to say what he said about the probability. It's not probable that the Orioles are going to win a wild card, make the playoffs. You don't say that. You don't say that because the players can hear it and they're busting their ass every day. And they want to be here for the long haul. They want to be a part of something special in Baltimore. You don't say it for that reason, but you certainly don't say it to the fan base. The fan base that wants to get on board and fall in love with the Orioles and believes they're watching something special and magical, you don't don't throw the cold water on it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you never, on behalf of the baseball team, say, guys, come on, we're not doing this. That's insane. Now, I credit Mike Elias greatly. It doesn't erase what happened on Monday, but what happened yesterday goes a very long way, and I hope was a direct reaction to what happened on Monday. I hope that Cooler Head sat down on Tuesday and said, oh, man, screwed this one up. Whether it was Mike Elias himself or somebody around Mike Elias said, dude, it's not the end of the world, but you screwed the pooch here. You can't say that. And Mike Elias, again, I think in his heart of hearts is very baseball-centric, is more baseball-centric than he is big-picture, you know, organizational health, relationship between city and, and team. I just don't think those are his concerns. I think his concerns are baseball, 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 baseball. So Mike Elias, either on his own or someone around him, says, hey, dude, we, we got to clean this up. It's not the end of the world. The fan base isn't turning on you, but it was a bad look. What do we do about that? And the answer was Mike Elias hops on a plane, flies down to Texas, meets personally with some of the more significant veterans, and I use that loosely because they're all still very young players, but Ryan Malcastle, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, guys who've been on the team for a little bit, have earned their own equity here, and almost certainly had to be very bothered by what it is that Mike Elias said on Monday. And he sits down to talk with them about the vision for the team, why they made the moves they made, what he foresees coming. 
it's up to them whether they want to buy into it. If Cedric Mullins was pissed off about the Orioles trading Trey Mancini, he has the right to be. And I don't know that. I have no reason to think that. But if that's what he felt, if he was deflated on Monday night because the Orioles traded Trey Mancini in the middle of them trying to put together a playoff push, he has every right to feel that way. You feel like you're you're running and all of a sudden someone comes by and throws a banana in front of you. You're going to be mad about that. And if that's how Cedric Mullins or Ryan Mountcastle or Austin Hayes or whoever felt when the Orioles traded away Trey Mancini, they have every right to feel that way. And Mike Elias went and tried to lay out his vision. Hey, look, I get it. You're a stakeholder now in this. You're a part of what we're doing. Let me talk to you about what the plan is. And now it's up to them if they buy into the plan or not. And I can't. Nobody could force that. But Mike Elias did the right thing by going and personally talking to those guys and saying, I want you to know what's going on. Because you're a part of it now. You're here. You're one of us. You deserve to know. Let me tell you. Then he meets with the media. And it's not like he apologized for what he said on Monday, but he went a long way to make it go away. In politics, we call it walking back. Spinning, if you will. His statements yesterday, the biggest issue, if you remember in the column that I wrote and what I talked about, were that you can justify the moves that were made. You can. You don't have to, and you certainly shouldn't celebrate them. That's absurd. But you can justify them. But the biggest problem is that the priority was not about next year. And next year should be when it is that the Orioles are ready to make a leap. You don't go from this to winning a World Series. There are steps in between there. But they are determined steps. They are pointed steps that you take as a franchise. That you say, we are going to do what's necessary to build a roster that is more capable of competing. So when somebody says... And look, come on, the Orioles aren't winning the World Series next year. I know that. But you don't go from fledgling to winning the World Series. That's not how this happens. You build something. You put the pieces together. You get multiple good players. You go through growing pains. You, you lose in the playoffs. You understand what that feeling is like, and you get better because of it. You take incremental steps And then you culminate that by winning a World Series. There are so few examples of teams that were completely off the radar that went on to win a World Series in modern history. The Orioles need to be a team that takes a step. The Orioles need to be a team that's ready to be better than this next year. And that was the problem that I had. You didn't acquire any pitching with control And then on top of that, the trades that you made, you didn't prioritize players that are close to being able to help. Again, of the six players that you acquired, five are single A or better. Sorry, five are single A or below. (laughs) My fault. Other way around. Scratch it. Or flip it, reverse it, like Missy Elliott would say. So that was my issue. 
Now, as I said yesterday, of course, you have the right to go spend money this offseason, and you have the right to try to change it. And that's the important part of what Mike Elias said yesterday. The important part of Mike Elias's comments were him declaring it's on. I wrote a column a couple weeks ago, and the headline was, it's time for the Orioles to say it's time. And I didn't say be reckless. I didn't say go all in over this season to say the next coming years that there isn't any more rebuilding to be done. And that would be my problem if I wanted to say the moves were unjustifiable. It would be that they still represented a bit of a rebuild, a bit of a tearing down of the pieces they tore down. I get it. They didn't trade away Ryan Mountcastle. They didn't trade away to Austin Hayes. They traded away pieces that you could understand them not necessarily seeing as critical pieces of the next couple of years. But they needed to declare and I said, it's time to say it's time. Mike Elias said, it's lift off from here. That's his quote. It's on. And that's what this fan base needed to hear. I, I can live with the fact that it's not likely that they're going to do something of significance. I'm still not okay with him saying it's not probable they'll make the playoffs. Why in the F not? And I go back to the same thing. I get it. You're st- By the way, you're still, even after you swept the Rangers, a game and a half out of a playoff spot. But a game and a half. Think about that. A game and a half out of a playoff spot. I appreciate him saying, we plan on signing players this offseason. And I don't expect that to be big money guys. I, I, I think that would be reckless. But I do expect that it's something a little bit more than Jordan Lyles in terms of pitching. It's time. And if you combine that with what we still believe is coming, Adley Rutschman, we're realizing, is a star. And if Gunnar Henderson joins him, and is a star, you're adding more pieces. Now, you're going to need to start seeing more from, you know, I talked about this. We did a, a, a show, Stan, uh, the fan, Luke, and I yesterday afternoon. They do still have a problem with looking around a lot of the rest of their offensive players and trying to figure out who's really a stalwart kind of rock star guy they can plan around for the next five to ten years and and who's a decent player? Like I like Ryan Mountcastle, but if you're promising someone first base and those at bats for five to ten years, that guy's got to be a twenty-five to thirty-five home run hitter. You can't be a good bat. You can't be a live bat and be promised first base for a prolonged period of time. You have to be an outstanding bat. You have to be a true middle-of-the-order power hitter. We'll see. We'll see. Those are some of the other things they're going to have to deal with in the coming years because they will likely also have to make painful decisions and fortify their offense in other ways. 
And some of that, again, could come internally. A Heston Kerstad, a, a Colton Kowser, a Kobe, Kobe Mayo down the road, a Connor Norby. It could come internally. That even better bats are on the way. But they need to spend money on pitching for now, for sure. For sure, they have to spend money on pitching this offseason. They might decide to spend money somewhere else. They might decide, yes, we have other middle infield prospects coming, but we've got to do better at second base, and if there's an option out there that we like, we're going to do it. Money needs to be spent. There needs to be a determined effort that we are moving into a different tier. We're not going to be a competitive, plucky, good story next year. We're going to be a team that goes into the season believing we have the right to compete and putting a roster together that can. Now, that still has to be done. And that's the secondary part of this. Mike Elias coming out and saying these things yesterday, all well and good. And again, greatly appreciated, particularly after his faux pas on Monday. I am very happy. I am pleased with the comments that Mike Elias made. I think they went a long way for me to be able to sell and get back on board. It's easier for me to say, look, I still see it. I still get it. I was frustrated, but I get it. I'm still not going to celebrate the moves that were made. You're not going to get me to do that. And yes, of course, Trey Mancini hit a home run in his first at bat as an Astro. Of course he did. And of course, on Twitter, everybody pointed out that it's a ball that would not have been a home run at Camden Yards. I understand. Of course, that's what would occur. I'm not going to celebrate these moves. I don't think they're celebratory moves until... Seth Johnson becomes a top-of-the-rotation pitcher in a couple years. Then I might look back and say, you know what? Uh, it, was, it was painful, but it worked out. It's, after we re-signed Trey Mancini as well. Right, right. yeah, and, it, and it, you're really excited about yeah. it. Until you get to that point where it's proven that they were very smart moves. I'm not going to celebrate these moves. That won't occur. But I can be accepting of them. I can understand the decisions that were made. And I am more capable of getting back on board because of Mike Elias' comments. But they still have to be backed up by action. And that's the part. And Stan brought it up yesterday, and he's not wrong. And it's something that will be brought up by plenty of the type of Orioles fans that I described to you that exist. And you might not be one of them. Eric Caps. That's fine. You might be someone who's just completely in lockstep with everything that this organization is doing. But that doesn't mean that there is an obligation for the rest of the fan base to feel the same way. And in fact, the history of the franchise would suggest otherwise. Would suggest that it's far more insane that you're just on board with everything. Now, I'm not telling you that. I'm good with anybody who just says, I'm on board with everything they do. If you've become a... Walk with Elias, in Elias we trust person, all good. But it is at least equally, frankly, more understandable for the fans that are out there that say, yeah, I don't feel that way. I need to see them try. And for those people, 
as good as Mike Elias's words were yesterday, and they were, they were very good. The buy-in will not come until it's followed up with action. Because saying you intend to sign players, it's like that thing from the social network. Oh, a million dollars, that's good. You know what's better? A billion dollars. Saying you're going to sign players is good. You know what's better? Signing players. Griffin, what's better than an oatmeal cream pie? Uh, eating one. Two oatmeal oh. cream pies. I recently learned, and it's, a, it's for my friend Chris Appel, um, I recently learned that there was a thing that was a, a raisin cream pie. It's an oatmeal cream pie with raisins. Never tried it in my life. Need to. I don't even eat like that anymore. It's, it's talking about signing players is good. It's good. It encourages your fan base. It makes them believe that um, you know, there's the ubiquitous there, there. I, I, I like it. Far better is doing it. Far better is backing it up. Because that's the type of thing that can't be ignored. And no, it's not going to be... They're not becoming the San Diego Padres. They're not going out and getting Manny Machado and then following that up in the, the, in the coming years by signing everybody else or trading for everybody else. The Orioles aren't going to do that. But doing something that shows that they're willing to fortify a decent foundation with additional parts that can help accelerate the process will go a long way to getting this fan base to understand. And in the meantime, if they keep winning, despite the fact that on paper their roster is not that great, that'll go a long way too. It'll go a long way that when the Rangers throw their best pitcher, with Perez had won 10 straight games, something like that yesterday. Is that what it was? Yeah, and it, it, obviously that streak didn't end because he didn't get the loss yesterday. Like it, it, 10 straight decisions. Correct. He just got a no decision. Um, and you throw out someone who has no business being successful as a major league pitcher. And you win the game anyway. That goes a long way to getting people to buy into what's going on here. It's, it dies. It goes a long way that when Kyle Bradish, who was shaky as hell, and I know we all want to believe that Kyle Bradish is a part of this thing and that Kyle Bradish can turn out to be a quality major league pitcher, but boy, it is tough to watch him struggle through these laborious early innings of games. Miraculously, he got through five innings yesterday, allowing three hits and three walks, which is incredible because he was on pace to throw about 600 pitches after two innings. God, it was unbelievable. I, I mean, I was blown away. When you throw Kyle Bradish and you beat the guy that you had no business beating, that goes a long way. That was the game. That was everything was set up for that to be the game the Rangers won. You had Robinson Chirinos in your lineup. And not only did you survive it, he helped you win the game. Amazing. I mean, it's amazing. It goes a very long way. The Orioles are off. Um, after their sweep of the Rangers. They do move within a game and a half of a wild card spot. Of course, there is still more work to be done there. Not only you know do you have the three teams, 
that hold the wild card spots, including the Rays, who hold the third wild card spot at the moment, the one that you're you know chasing, if you will. But then you add in the fact that there are other teams very much in the mix. You're surrounded. Wait, is it two games? I think it. Well, at least it was one and a half after the day games yesterday. No, oh, maybe it, maybe somebody won. Maybe I. I maybe I'm reacting. Mm, no, no. These for whatever reason, ESPN has not updated their standings. I don't know why that is. That's a really goofy. It is bit. one and a half. Yes. Yeah, it's a game and a half. Half behind Cleveland. Right, correct. One and a half behind Tampa. Correct. I'm like, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the ESPN standing page this morning, but I'll go somewhere else. Um, it's a very, very weird bit. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Game and a half behind Tampa, a half a game behind Cleveland, but then again, Chicago, a half a game behind them, and Boston, a game and a half behind them. It's a mess. It's tough to fight through all of that. And you're significantly, you're four and a half behind Toronto. You're, it's, you're, it's not impossible to chase down, you know, other wild card teams, but it's tricky. We'll see. We'll see. That's all we can keep saying. We'll see. They open up a three-game set against the Pirates tomorrow night uh, as they celebrate the 30th anniversary of Camden Yards this weekend here in Baltimore. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to cover here at the top of the show. I don't think there was. Uh, the NFL is, of course, appealing the Deshaun Watson suspension. I, I understood what Nick Wilson was saying the other day. We're like, you know, hey, you did have a female. Jo- I, you can't. There is way too much pressure on the NFL right now. The court of public opinion came down so hard on them and how brutal this was. Now, there's a couple of things in there. Like, there's apparently some report yesterday that Roger Goodell particularly does not want Deshaun Watson playing against Houston in Week 12. I don't get that at all. That makes no why sense. Why would it be yeah. – because he used to play there? Why would it be any worse having Deshaun Watson play against Houston than it would be having Deshaun Watson play anywhere else? Like, do you think that the, the crowds are going to be more receptive to Deshaun Watson in other towns? Like, if what you're worried about is it's going to be an ugly scene and he's going to be booed. I would think it would be worse in Baltimore if he yeah, returns for week seven. I mean, like, he's that's going to happen wherever he goes. I get it. Deshaun Watson used to play for the Houston Texans. We all, we all are aware of that. Like, we all have access to Wikipedia. But the notion that, like, it's somehow going to be worse. Like, that, I, I saw that kind of floating around yesterday and i was like what the hell is that they might cheer that he's gone and they're like, they're I, like, I don't know about that <laughs> i don't know about that it was it just made no sense whatsoever whatever decision should have zero to do with whether or not he plays in that game if your belief is that the precedent is bad and you need to set a new precedent that i agree with but whether or not he plays in week 12 irrelevant I mean, completely, utterly, 1,000% irrelevant. In no world am I thinking about that game in how long Deshaun Watson should be suspended for. The word was the NFL wanted it to be the entirety of the season and the postseason. And frankly, I'm on board with that. And like my buddy Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network said, that you come around to the idea that if that's what the NFL wanted, that's what the NFL is going to get because they have the power to do it. Roger Goodell has the power to appoint the person that's going to hear the appeal, and there's no getting around this. 
The Players Association ultimately caved on this one. They've got the power. So I, I think it's fair to assume that it's going to at least end up being longer than six games. Will it be the entirety of the season? Don't know. But I think it's fair to assume that it at least ends up being longer than six games. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I shared the picture out yesterday on Facebook and Twitter if you missed it. I, if you have not tried the opener, the flash fried pork belly with the Korean number two sauce, holy hell, you need to get there now in order to try it. You will lick the bowl. Or at least do what I did and run two fingers inside and then lick your fingers. It's that good. Cracker Jack Sunday, South Carolina barbecue chicken, so many delicious things on the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. The opener is perfection. Go to glorydaysgrill.com to find out more. Get your order in right now for your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Charlotte North is a star of stars, and we're going to meet her next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org the biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out matt and nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man appreciate it the great kurt angle thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it and matt riddle yeah man thanks man. the champ drew mcintyre oh, thank you for having me the great ron simmons Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our very first Salute to Coaches issue. On the cover, we recognize Ravens coach John Harbaugh ahead of his 15th season. Also inside, find tributes to Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo, UMBC soccer coach Pete Karinji, Maryland soccer coach Sasho Sarovsky, and field hockey coach Missy Maharg, Mount St. Joe basketball coach Pat Clatchy, and poly basketball coach Kendall Peace. We also honor recently retired Johns Hopkins lacrosse coach Janine Tucker and Calvert Hall baseball coach Lou Eckerl, the athletes who 
whose lives these coaches have impacted, offering insights on what makes them special and why they've stood the test of time. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle. Take it away, boys. All right, back in here on GCR. Stan the Fan. Um, got another show coming up tonight. It's sort of their business of sports powwow. They do these every every couple of weeks with Marty Conway and Andy Dolich, um, sort of breaking down some of the more infer, or interesting sports business-related topics. That'll be coming up tonight on Facebook Live. You can watch it live, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, 7 o'clock. Or uh, catch it tomorrow if you miss it live at uh, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video is where you can see that show. We had to do this uh, a little bit earlier because of her schedule and getting ready for the weekend out at Athletes Unlimited Lacrosse. But the two-time Tawaritan Award winner, Charlotte North, superstar, joins us right now. We'll take a listen here on GCR. Well, it's a real pleasure to be joined by our next guest here on GCR. Uh, I had the privilege of working the World Lacrosse Women's Lacrosse Championships for ESPN a couple weeks ago. And, man, she loves playing in Baltimore because she put on a show Memorial Day (laughs) weekend at Johns Hopkins then helped lead Team USA to a world title. And now she's having a hell of a time as part of Athletes Unlimited uh, up at USA Lacrosse in Sparks. She is Charlotte North, and she's with us now here on GCR Charlotte, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you. I've been looking to do this for a while. I am so impressed by you. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Well, it's really cool. Um, can, what is it about playing in this area? Like, you seem to – I know you're good wherever you are, but it seems like you have saved some of your best lacrosse for playing here in our region. Is is it something about this being, like, the, the birthplace of the sport or something like that that, like, you have led <laughs> to having some of your biggest moments? <laughs> oh, it's it's a great area. I mean, like you said, it's it's full of lacrosse and full of lacrosse fans, and um, we're just fortunate that um, you know we are where we are in the sport. And you know, I've been fortunate enough to be in the situation where I've been able to play here multiple times with you know my my college team at Boston College, and then um, like you said at, at the World Cup here at Towson um, with Team USA, which was a dream come true. And then now with Athletes Unlimited, it's just been an awesome time. I've learned so much. I've been playing alongside of the world's best players it's just been an incredible experience i'm just grateful for the opportunity well, it's been a lot of fun to watch you play let me i, I want to talk about what athletes unlimited is and, and how it's uniquely different but before i do that just because it's the first time i've had a chance to chat with you um tell me your story charlotte like from from texas i we don't think of texas as a hotbed for lacrosse exactly um tell me about your path how lacrosse became sort of part of your story and and when you knew because the rest of the world definitely knows when you knew you were maybe a little bit better and did things a little bit different than the average player that was playing the sport yeah uh i mean i grew up in dallas and like you said lacrosse it wasn't you know exactly where it is um in those hotbeds like you mentioned um it's definitely grown since i was there um you know exponentially because of the, the incredible coaches that are down there who work so hard to just grow the game and, and grow the programs down there. And the talent level just keeps rising. But um, I didn't play for a while. I didn't play till I got to seventh grade where I went out for my school team um, with all of my friends. I didn't play a spring sport. I was all basketball all the time, pretty much. 
um, had a dream of playing in the WNBA, actually, um, and just wanted to go to any basketball camp I could. Um, but then once I got my hands on a lacrosse stick, um, I quickly fell in love with the sport. And um, I just loved the pace of the play. I loved the creativity that allowed. Um, and I loved that, you know, everyone had their own style. And I loved, um, you know, I loved kind of any chance I got to, to work on, on my skills in that sport. And I think um, my friends also encouraged me to come out for the uh, club team that was local. There was only one at the time. It's now known as Great Lacrosse. It's a great club team with amazing coaches um, and, you know, kind of took off from there. But they really, you know, helped me grow into the person and player that I am and um, allowed me to fall in love with the sport. Your style of play, specifically your shot. I mean, it's what everybody knows. It's it's unreal. You at, a, at the free position, it is a problem. Um where did that come from, your your shooting ability and the way that you can extend the field with that type of rifle? Um, I've, I mean, I learned a lot from, you know, my idols that I watched growing up in the game, you know, Kayla Trainer, Michelle Tumalo, just to name a few, and, you know, a ton that are playing here at Athletes Unlimited and with the U.S. national team. Um, I would study them, you know, every single week, anytime they were playing, you know, whether it was streamed, somewhere on YouTube, um, highlights, whatever it was, I would just study them so much and watch any chance I got. And I would watch a lot of men's lacrosse too. And, um, I still do. I'm a huge fan of both games. And, um, I just, I love, you know, like I said, just to study how everyone's style is different and everyone's different, you know, kind of mechanics and ways of doing things. And, um, I love just the element of stick work. I loved increasing, you know, a range of stick work, whether it's, you know, taking your hands back and getting them off your body or, you know, shooting from different levels, sidearm, underhand, yeah. overhand, um, around people, things like that. I just love studying that, that, that part of the game. And, um, just, it allows for some more creativity. So I think it's, it's awesome, but I definitely, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be here if I didn't study and, and watch, you know, some of the greatest that have ever played this sport. She's Charlotte North. She's with us here on GCR athletes. Unlimited continues tonight at USA lacrosse up in sparks. Right down the street from the Hunt Valley Town Center. You know the area. It's an incredible facility. Um, the games are all being broadcast on the uh, ESPN family of networks. And, you know, Charlotte, let, let's talk about this event because it is so much different than anything else within the sport. For people that don't know what Athletes Unlimited is, how do you explain it and, and what makes it so appealing for players? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's professional lacrosse, which is just so exciting. And I think, um, you know, it's been a long time coming and what Athletes Unlimited is doing for women's lacrosse is huge. I mean, um, it's just, it's so fun. The pace is super high. It's super competitive, physical, um, you know, fast, fast pace. And I mean, the skill level is just off the charts. Every team is so dangerous, um, top to bottom all over the field. So um, it's also, it's super fun how the, the rosters mix up each week and yep. you get to play with, you know, a handful of new players and just, you know, you, you're challenged with learning how to put together, you know, product on the field where you guys are, playing with chemistry and you're playing connected and together, which is awesome. It's super fun as well. Um, but it's so exciting, you know, just the world of professional women's lacrosse is growing and, you know, we, you know, it's been a, it's been something that the sport has deserved and, um, it's just a credit to all those who have worked so hard to, to get the sport to, to this place. And, you know, hopefully it's only going to continue to grow. One of the things that jumps out at me and, and it was a, a big talking point for us during the world championships is obviously the opportunity for the Olympics uh, here coming up in a couple of years. And we know mm -hmm. that the version of the sport that would become part of the Olympic program in 2028 
is the sixes version. And, and, and how important mm-hmm. is it for you to sort of like, you know, you've been playing one style of lacrosse for so long, like this thing that could be your path to the Olympics would be a very different style. Like how important is it for you to continue excelling in all of these different sort of aspects of this sport that you love? Oh, I think it's awesome. I mean, you know, this sport definitely deserves to be in the Olympics. And I think the sixes format is exciting. Um, it kind of, it just, aligns the men and the women's games a little bit more. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's fast paced. Like I said, you know, the version we're playing here at AU is also fast paced, yep. exciting. And, um, I think, you know, that's, that's the best part about lacrosse is, you know, it's the fastest game on two feet and everyone's style can be displayed, um, at such a high, high level and, and that pace that we're talking about. So, um, I think it's it's super awesome, and um, to see the the Sixes tournament this earlier this summer that took place in Birmingham that was incredibly awesome. Um, and you know, I hope that you know we'll see see more of that in LA in 2028. To 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 Charlotte's point, of course, the athletes unlimited playing ten on ten, not playing this that Sixes. But to your point, the pace, the right. eight minute quarters, it is it seems to be a little bit closer to the pace of a Sixes. And mm-hmm. something along those lines. Charlotte North is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Again, Athletes Unlimited continues tonight. Charlotte, the, the idea of potentially playing in the Olympics, you mentioned that you wanted to be a basketball player. And, you know, obviously we think about the legends that have won gold medals for the United States playing basketball. You guys just accomplished something, becoming the first ever host country to win a world championship a couple weeks ago. But uh, everything you've done, could you put into words what it would mean to have that opportunity to play your sport and represent your country in the Olympics in 2028? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think that would be pretty uh, indescribable. I mean, I just think there are so many people in our lacrosse community who have just worked so hard to get the sport to where it is, and especially in the women's side. I think, you know, just have pushed to, to get, you know, the coverage and the the you know the media exposure and the uh, accessibility of of women's across out there and just you know kind of it, it's what it's deserved for a while but it's because of those people um who have worked so hard to to kind of push the sport forward and to see you know maybe that result in in you know entering into the olympics would be just unbelievable and i think um you know it's 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 gonna happen i'm 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 positive and i I think it's going to be, you know, just a huge step forward. We're rooting like hell for it. I can promise you that. Um, Charlotte, the other thing that's jumped off the page at me is I am, again, we, we've seen so many great players, and you referenced some of them, but you're doing things that are a little bit different, and, and young fans in particular really seem to be taking notice of that. I, I know that during the World Championships you all use the term more than a medal and that you wanted mm-hmm. to attract more eyeballs and get more people. When we were out there, I mean, I brought my kids out, my sons, for a couple of the, the games that you guys played, like the, the 4th of July game against uh, England. The, I, we had to wait in a 20-minute line to get in the stadium. The crowd yeah. was so nuts. Um, yeah. The the attention and and understanding that you are kind of one of the faces of this right now. Um, how important has it been for you to make sure you're taking more time, go signing more autographs and taking pictures? And I, I'm sure that there's a party that's like, oh come on, I'm not a, I'm not a bigger star than anybody else. But I, I gotta imagine there is a bit of a you know a responsibility that comes along with being a big breakout star at a moment where the sport is trying to get more eyeballs. Yeah, I think I think it's just great, you know, just like I said, where the sport is at right now. And I think um, just to have accessibility. I mean, when I was growing up and, and, you know, trying to find all the links to watch, you know, the college games that were out there to watch Kayla Trainer and to watch, you know, all of the people that I was just obsessed with um, and looked up to, I think, you know, just 
the accessibility is the biggest part and to, to have, you know, a World Cup on this, you know, U.S. soil and to have a moment for maybe the younger girls to to be face-to-face with everyone on the team and to maybe, you know, be at the fence and, and have a conversation, take a picture or something like that. I think that's just so huge for our sport. And it's, um, I mean, we're just so lucky we have the support that we do and we, we did in the stands. And um, that was just an incredible atmosphere. But I think it's just, you know, like I said, a credit to, to all that have pushed the sport to where it is to have, you know, all those, those fans out there and to have all the eyes on the sport. And um, I think, you know, just, the accessibility is the coolest piece and um i'm so inspired by you know all of my teammates that i got to play with and you know as a group we we want to you know inspire the next generation of female athletes to to really go for you know whatever that is that they want to do and that they're passionate about i mean it's it's incredible to see it's really powerful to see the impact that is being made and the opportunities that are being created and i and i appreciate all the things you're saying my friend taylor cummings and i were talking about you a couple weeks she's like man she hears there are girls chanting her name and she goes over and talks to every single one of them and that is a powerful thing for you to be doing charlotte north that is incredible um, all right, so Athletes Unlimited, as I mentioned, continues tonight, 6.30 at USA Lacrosse. Um, if you can't make it out, you can watch uh, ESPNU and ESPN2 coverage tonight and then uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, on TV and also on ESPN+. Plus. Let's get some plugs in for you, Charlotte. Um, your brand, social media, things along those lines. Where can people be following along with, um, really, to me, one of the most exciting young athletes in all sports? Yeah, uh, I mean, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Charlotte North 8. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be doing some camps and clinics around um, the U.S., so uh, be on the lookout for those. And uh, I hope to just, you know, really connect with, with the next generation of, of lacrosse players and, uh, you know, hopefully get to interact with them and, and, and train with them, which would be really fun. It's awesome. AUProSports.com is the website to find out more about Athletes Unlimited. Just click on lacrosse right there, and you get more information. It's an incredible event. Get out to Sparks. It's it's a wonderful way to spend a night uh, tonight or throughout the weekend as this event continues. Charlotte North, I mean it. It's it's truly been a joy watching you play. Um, you know, I, I I can't tell you. It is you're an exciting exciting athlete that's doing a lot of things for this sport right now. A pleasure to chat with you this morning thank you for taking the time for us oh my gosh thank you so much for having me this is awesome i'm telling you she is a superstar you need to be aware of charlotte north um who is remarkable just an incredible athlete to watch get out this weekend to sparks check her and all of the stars of the sport out right here in our backyard at uh, athletes unlimited lacrosse Winding down for our number one of today's program, it has also been brought to you today by the, ooh, you know what? This one's brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Connor Norby from the Bowie Bay Sox is going to join us next. He just hit a ball that I still think hasn't landed yet we'll talk to him about that and so much more it's glenn clark radio visit howard county presents the 2022 major league quidditch championship a harry potter inspired real life full contact mixed gender 12 team quidditch tournament happening at troy park in elkridge august 20th through the 22nd for tickets and more information go to visit howardcounty.com maryland be open for it 
Hey, Birdland, join in on the fun and celebrate the 30th anniversary of Oriole Park at Camden Yards on Saturday, August 6th, as the O's take on the Pittsburgh Pirates at 5.05. The first 15,000 fans 15 and over will receive a 30th anniversary Oriole Park t-shirt. Then stay post-game for the Birdland Summer Music Series presented by Miller Lite, I Love the 90s concert, featuring Drew Hill with a special performance by Cisco and Smash Mouth. Tickets start as low as $15 at Orioles.com slash tickets. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghealth.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley and I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me. Right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Into hour number two of today's program, and it's time for us to make our weekly visit with the member of the Bowie Bay Sox. And today we catch up with second baseman Connor Norby, fresh off the other night, him hitting a ball 107 miles an hour that traveled 444 feet, a ball that literally no one even bothered to attempt to move because off of the bat, you knew it was a goner. Connor Norby, good morning, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Dude, when you hit a ball like that, like what what is going on inside your head? Because you knew like the moment it came off your bat, right? I mean, I kind of black out when <laughs> when I hit one. So I nothing there wasn't too much going on in my head. Dude. It was making sure I was cut touch every base don't screw this up somehow (laughs) whatever you do don't screw it up um kind of take me back like when was the first time in your life that you hit a ball 
so far that you're like, oh, I'm a little bit different than everybody else? I mean, I think that's the farthest ball I've hit, not like that I can remember. But I mean, I've hit some. I hit some in college here and there that I was like, okay, like that. <laughs> that went a little further than I thought it would go. Um, but it's that's just not my game to try to hit balls that far. If it for me, home runs all count the same. It doesn't matter if it barely goes over. Or, it's it's a home run. And now, wait I'll a second, though. Them, I'll take them anyway. What about petitioning for a rules change so that maybe a 440-foot home run would count for, like, an extra run or something like that? I feel like maybe we should start looking <laughs> into this. I just know that Baltimore's got the farther wall. That's true. you got to be ready it. for it. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. you got to exactly. be ready to clear that fence, man. Um, uh, Connor, it's great. To, and by the way, the, the power in general, since you made the jump to Bowie, um, you're on pace to to kind of obliterate the numbers that you'd even put up power wise at Aberdeen. I, is it something? And it's not all happening at Bowie, right? Obviously, this home run the other night didn't happen at Bowie. Like, what what is it from a power perspective? Maybe was it just coming and wherever you were going to be, it was really going to start clicking in at some point during the course of the season. I mean, I struggled in Aberdeen a little bit, especially near the end. My last month there wasn't great, but in this, in my, like, it's baseball. You're going to hit, you're going to hit stretches where you're feeling really good. And you're going to, there's going to be stretches where you're just not getting anything to fall for you. And in in Aberdeen, I know for sure the field's a little bit bigger from, and it just, the ball just doesn't carry for some reason. It just, it doesn't carry that well there. Mm -hmm. And, everyone was like just get to buoy because the ball carries in buoy like you're going to get rewarded for balls you hit hard they're going to go and and that's what i've seen so far and i mean i hit i hit eight in aberdeen and i've got six already so we'll see what happens but it's just continually putting good swings on balls you obviously you know just just sort of a year into this like it's funny i was talking to colton about this a week ago how good do you feel having progressed already, gotten to this point? And I, you know, obviously you're a college guy, so you're maybe a couple years older. But I just feel like the you got to feel good about the path that you're on, getting this early start, right? In you, it's hard not to. It's hard to look at it that way. In okay. the moment, you're like, I gotta, I want to perform today. I want to continue to advance. But if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's it's crazy how from how far we've come so far, right. so quickly. And I was talking to one of our other guys, John Rhodes, last night about. It. He's like, "Dude, a year ago today, we weren't even right. we're in Florida games right now. Right. Like, and now we're at Double A. And I was like, when you look at like when you look at it like that, it it helps. It definitely helps your mindset a little bit. Like it's like whatever we're doing has been working, and it's like we've been playing well and we've earned the right to be here it's a good feeling and i this organ they, they move guys quick if you perform well there's no point in keeping you around at that level they want to see you how you handle a a challenge so that's what what's been going on and i mean it's extremely exciting for us and i know for the org it's there's so many guys that are so talented and continue to move up and i mean gunner is 
Gunner's <laughs> yeah, he's big okay. name. That, yeah, the Gunner's big name that sticks out, and you just but at the end of the day, you just try to follow your. You understand your path, and everybody's different. Everybody's timetable is different, and it's just all about being prepared every single night to go play. Connor Norby with us here on Glenn Clark Radio from the Bowie Bay Sox. Um, Connor, you know, you mentioned Gunner. Obviously, there's a lot of infield prospects in this system right now, right? Like it's, it's there's, a, there's a lot of everything. Prospects. Fair, okay, that's fair too. You're not wrong about that. That's fair. How important is it for you to show defensively what you can do at second base? I know you've played a little bit at some other spots, but in order to stand out among you know, the, the particular glo- – I guess you're right about the – God, there are a lot of outfielders too. Jesus. Boy, there is so much talent in this pipeline right now. <laughs> but, like, to, to stand out amongst the many infield prospects, how important is it to you that, yes, you can hit the ball 444 feet, but you've got to keep showing, you no, know, I can play every day at second base to get up to the major league level? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, if you're a DH, then you can only care – you only have to care about hitting. But right. There's nine position, eight positions besides the pitcher that you have to worry about, and you got to be able to handle the workload every day and perform every day. And what I've enjoyed so far is our main infielding coordinator for the minor leagues is in Double A. He's our our Double A fundamentals coach, and so I get to be with him every single day. And I, I mean, I get to be with the best infield I've been a part of so far. With I got Joey right yep. up in the middle with me, and I. I get to watch him every single day, and Cesar was the same way. Cesar, yeah, in my opinion, did not like his fielding was his uh, worst tool. And now I watch him, and he's a completely different infielder than he was when he was in Aberdeen with us at the beginning of the year. Wow, and it's just a testament of the work that they put in and what what DJ knows. And I mean, like like I said, I get to watch Joey do special stuff every single night and how he just goes about his work and I try to emulate him and find what works for me and I mean it's been a lot of fun so far with those two do you like you know you reference all of the talent that that exists and you bring up those two guys and of course we know Gunner and Jordan ahead of that and like it's it's so much and then what's going on at the major league level right now like how much of that kind of bleeds through and and how much do you guys throughout the system feel like something special that's happening here and the opportunity you have to like, you know, this is a team that appears to be in an organization that appears to be project on the trajectory to be competing to do really special things in the next couple of years. I mean, seeing what they're doing at the major league level already is, is exciting and it, it gives, it's giving fans a lot to look forward to. And I'm um, like the, with what the Orioles have done with their, draftees and their signees and everything like that it's there's not another organization that has done what they've done so far and it gives us pride knowing like we're the future and um it's just been it's been unbelievable so far and you get you get to be around so many good players every single day you you go to camp whenever they call you and you're around Stowers and Adley and right uh gunner and then you go and you're gonna go in a live scrimmage against Grayson and DL like you're you're gonna face you're gonna compete with and against the top guys all the time and it's it's a sense of pride knowing that we're we're the future and they have a lot of faith in us and we I mean we're we're the number one farm system in baseball for a reason and if I if 
we're being honest, I would rank us even higher if they could, just because <laughs> every single it's it's crazy how much like how many talented guys are at every level, and it's it's unbelievable. It's it's, it, it's a, I love working with everybody. Well, they did, make you better. Did, did it did it make you at all worried? Like it, it's it's okay. So it, admission time, right? Like. You know, you know how this goes for fans. Fans around the trade deadline want to trade for everybody in baseball, right? Like, you know, every, mm-hmm. people in Baltimore yeah. are like, "I want Juan Soto now." You know, like you know how this goes, and yeah. and they just start casually throwing in everybody's names. You knowing how much talent's here, did 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 you have any nerves around the deadline? Like, oh God, you know, like maybe because there are so many of us, could one of us be on the move? Like, did you have to go through any of those feelings? <laughs> I think I think everyone goes through those feelings. Yeah. Uh, you, you just never know. I remember uh, it was you, you make jokes around the clubhouse, like, "Hey, like here's my last game, guys. See ya." Oh, but dude, it's, it's 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 just it's all fun and games. But we know, like at the end of the day, it's a business, and they're gonna make business moves that are best for the team and the organization. Sure, and, sure. And sometimes, sometimes those, a lot of times, those moves are even beneficial for that player as well. So. Like you just, it's a business at the end of the day, and you, you understand, you have to understand that. Um, but we, we weren't too worried. I think. I did. Did, to be did, did anyone you. pull a prank? Like, did anybody try to elaborately make someone <laughs> believe that they had been dealt? Oh, uh, Kowser did. Really? On, okay. Yep. All right. Tell me the story. Kowser, Kowser did on Joey. Uh, <laughs> Joey was just. We were all messing around about it, and. Uh, Kowser decided to star six seven Joey's phone <laughs> during uh before the game one day, and it was it, Joey knew Joey knew it was Kowser immediately, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> All right, so he didn't even like he didn't even get anything out of it. Like he didn't get the the answer the call, and like at least try to he didn't get to mess with him even like in a fake voice or anything he, like that. He heard his phone buzz and that he got a little nervous, but then he saw okay. it was uh, right. a, like a random, like a no service number or whatever, and he was he wasn't too worried. Okay, after. I have, it, was, it was I thought it was hilarious. I I have so much respect for the attempt. By the way, I just need that to be known. <laughs> I have so much respect for the effort. Like you guys are doing this for for six months you gotta have some fun like you gotta have things be loose uh i oh, yeah, i love that i love that that is tremendous absolutely. the uh the bay Sox are on the road for a little while they will be back home in uh, a couple of weeks and so you can go to baysox.com right now start thinking about that week of august 16th when they will be back with wolf wednesday and military appreciation night and back to the 80s night and more baysox.com there's also an Adley Rutschman Maryland flag hat giveaway that week, and that sounds pretty good to me. So you want to make sure you get to BaySox.com to find out more about that. Um, uh, Connor, tell me a little bit more about you, man. Um, you know, this being our first opportunity to catch up, give me like your story, your path to baseball, your path to East Carolina, like you know, maybe something about you away from baseball that we should know about. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. So originally, I'm I grew up in Minnesota. In Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, it's about 45 minutes outside Minneapolis. And I lived there till I was 14. I moved down to North Carolina, went to high school in North Carolina, and then went to college at North Carolina or at East Carolina. So I've been in that area for the last seven or eight years. Um, 
freshman year at went to went to East Carolina freshman year and did not play like played a little bit near the end of the season um, played in the super a little bit but really did not play um, had had thoughts of not even coming back transferring to other schools definitely was through my through my mind and went to summer ball had success in the summer ball uh, in summer ball in the Valley League um, in Virginia and was like kind of made up my mind like I'm gonna earn it and yeah. I'm gonna prove came back with a little chip on my shoulder that fall at a good fall and then um in the spring and COVID year I I kind of broke out a little bit and then I think COVID hit and I think COVID was one of the best things that happened to me because I was fortunate enough to have a, a mini makeshift weight room in my house oh, so wow. I was I was working out every single day. My dad was in town. I think my dad stayed in town for two months and we hit every day and did defensive stuff every single day. And then I eventually, then they came back in the fall and the home, the, the homers started to come up a little bit. I hit five homers and six spring, or six fall scrimmages, one off Carson Wizen hunt, which okay. I'll never let him live it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I took it took him deep in our last in one of our last scrimmages and then it came in the spring and got off to a got off to a hot start and then tore partially tore my quad a little bit and had to deal with that all year but I mean it didn't I wasn't gonna let anything slow me down really I, I managed it and then put up I knew the, I knew I wanted to get drafted but I knew at the end of the day it didn't matter if he didn't perform, and so I never really focus. I'm I never really focus on the draft, and I just it was all about my performance. And at that time, especially making sure I was just healthy. And then uh, now I'm here. What, what? I got. I mean, we went to went to Delmarva. Um, yeah. Got my taste, real taste there for five weeks, and then this year is tough first year you really don't know what to expect and went into spring training didn't really play well in spring training for my liking but went to went to Aberdeen was just like I'm just gonna go play and had success had failure had struggle had had everything in between and now I'm like got the got the chance to come back come up here and join Bowie and um I th- it's been a lot of winning this year. That's for sure. I know that. That's cool. And you're blasting 440 foot home runs. It's working out for sure. Was <laughs> was was it always baseball for you? Like, what, did you just always know? Was it in your blood? I I grew up playing football, baseball, and basketball. Okay. Um, and then I quit. I quit football in fifth grade. After fifth grade, I think, because I wanted to play more baseball. Because I was doing fall baseball, and I was starting to do club baseball, which is the northern thing um for guys that want to go play pretty much year round so i quit football to do that and then i was playing basketball on the side and then when i got down to north carolina it was there was no snow anymore so i didn't have to worry yeah it helps Um, right yeah right so it was it's sunny it's it's hot as hell 10 months of the year yeah Um, yeah unlike minnesota where it's cold as hell 10 months of the year (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically so um i stopped playing basketball when i got to north carolina and just put i put all my efforts into baseball because i felt like that was 
if I was going to be able to go anywhere and do something, it was going to be with that. And baseball was just always my thing. I started from a really young age and it's just, it was always my true love. I never even thought about what I would do other than baseball. I, I it's kind of scary to me when I look back, like when I go look back to high school and it's like, well, Hey, if baseball didn't work out, what would you have done? And I was, I think there's back no backup plan. Like, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not think about it one time. Right, right. <laughs> like I It was this. I get it. <laughs> I probably should have maybe put a little bit more thought into it, but I didn't have any other plans. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, thankfully, thankfully, <laughs> it doesn't appear as though you need any of those backup plans. Um, you, it's, it's, it's paid off so yeah, far. So, would, so far, hope. so good. <laughs> Um, uh, a Monday, a day off. What, what's a day off look like uh, for you? Or, or just, you know, maybe when baseball season ends. Like, what do you do when you're not baseballing? I would say, I mean, Mondays aren't too glamorous. You you sleep pretty late, and you try, you try to just rest up as much as you can. You play five, six times a week. You, your body's pretty beat up. Sure. Um, but off, off days or – in the off season, I love I love to go fishing. Okay, um, I'm not very good at it. Did you Did you ever do ice fishing when you were in Minnesota? I see. I never got into fishing until I was in North Carolina. Okay, All I didn't right. do I didn't All do right. any of that hunting. I okay, didn't go snowmobiling. I didn't do any of that. In okay, Minnesota. we'd go boating sometimes on the lake because um, there's a million of them. Yeah, but. Right. I've, I've heard a rumor. I heard yeah. a rumor. There are a couple of those. Um, but I like to. I like to go fish. I like to work out. Uh, I like to play some video games here and there. Other, uh, I like. I watch a lot of movies. Um, okay, give me, give me last movie that you watched. Last movie I watched was Purple Heart. It's on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Number one on Netflix. I don't know it. Oh my god. I, don't know it, I w- if it's kind of like I was watching it with someone, so it's kind of I, they chose it. Um, mm. but, mm. but I mean, I'm, there's it's, a lot it of seems movies. like this is maybe a romantic type of film. Um, <laughs> it kind of is. I'm, I'm hoping that when you say you were watching it with someone, that means that it was, I actually, the story would be much better if like you tell us that you were watching it with, you know, like Joey, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing that maybe that you were, when you say you were watching it with someone, it might've been maybe a female that chose this particular film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It was not, it was not Joey, but if Joey <laughs> asked me to watch it, I'll, I'll watch it. Hell yeah. That's bros being bros, man. We are so <laughs> in favor of that. I'm all in. Normalized bros hanging out, watching flicks together. I love that. <laughs> uh, I, just, I really don't do to, do that much. Um, I like to hang out with friends and family and just catch up. Cause, I mean, this is my first full year, so I don't know how exactly how my body's going to feel at the end, but... Um, it's it'll, it's all new for me this year, but I like to just kind of hang out and relax a little bit. But I'll, like I'll go work out every day just because it's just what helps me get my mind off things at times. And um, I know I have bigger goals ahead. That's awesome, man! And we got we can't wait to see all of those goals play out for you, Connor Norby. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Norby underscore Connor. And then Connor, what about on Instagram? Where can Orioles fans follow you on there? Uh, my Instagram is Connor Norby underscore Connor Norby underscore. Um, dude, my, may, by all means, may you be pumping balls over the Great Wall in left field in uh, Baltimore for years to come because you, it's just 444 feet is what we can expect moving forward. 
Um, <laughs> awesome, awesome catching up. But this is a lot of fun, dude. Thank you for doing this. Let's do it again. All right. It's... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Connor Norby uh, from the Bowie Bay Sox. Great dude. That was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that conversation. Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. And yeah, uh, if you haven't seen uh, the video of this just bomb that he hit, uh, just retweeted it at Glenn Clark Radio as uh, uh, at uh, Joe Post sent it to us. It is it is disrespectful. It is that ball is just obliterated. Um, good stuff. Good stuff from him. All right. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we will have Weekend at Bookies. This is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, where if you are a psychopath and you want to bet the Hall of Fame game tonight, you can do that. That's not psychopathic. I think Behavior? it's a bit psych- psychopathic. Griffin loves preseason football. I swear, are you gonna, you're going to watch this thing, aren't you? Uh, Probably at least a, at least a quarter, I would think, yeah. Orioles are off tonight. I mean, I have I think to. I'm, I I think, well, I think to. I'm rescheduling when I go to the gym today around the fact that, like, I, there's no Orioles game tonight, yeah. so i got nothing to watch. So I think I'd rather go to the gym tonight than go during the day. Well, you got that new Beyonce album. Listen well, to that, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't. what does that have to do with anything? Well, <laughs> we listen to just, that. You just go whenever you I want. I listened to like it in the car on the way down to uh, Rage Against the Machine last <laughs> night, in fact. Are you, so uh, my friend, I went to a concert with my friend, like, Earlier this year, yeah, and I wanted to play the music it was, of it the was, band that you're going yeah, to see. It was, it was it's bad sort of like to me wearing. And he told me, well, he told me he was like he went with one of his friends one yeah. time, like a couple years ago, and he said that he said it was bad luck to listen. to So the music. it's weird you say that. I'm glad this is a good topic, all right? Because I thought about this yesterday, and, and the reason being, I the the COVID summer. So Run the Jewels opened for um, Rage Against the Machine last night. I love me some Run the Jewels. Of course, Killer Mike is an icon in uh, hip hop, and um. I realized that that record that came out a couple years ago, that Run the Jewels record, was that Run, RTJ4? Was that what that was? I, they all run together. Maybe it was fine. Whatever it was. Sure. Uh, that COVID summer, it it was big for me. Like, I was I was the guy. I was banging. Ooh, la, la, ah, wee, wee. Like, I was that guy all summer long. Um, but then I realized, like, I haven't listened to it in almost two years, probably. Like, it's been that long. So I thought about it yesterday, and I was like, do I listen to that Run the Jewels record in the car on the way down to the show? But for some reason, to me, it's like wearing the T-shirt of the band that you go see. Like, you don't do that. And I don't know what the reason is. I don't know about bad luck. I mean, what what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, gonna, I, I mean, I think it was just like... They're not going to show? Like, like, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't have they're not going to try hard? Know. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Like, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to listen to them on the way down. But, but, it, was, it was the Bad Bunny concert. I wanted to listen some, to Bad Bunny on okay. the way there. For and, he was like, and he was like, uh, I went to... A, uh, he's like... Uh, he's like uh, He's like, don't you know it's bad luck? Yeah, I don't and really I understand like, how it could be bad luck. Like, I'm not, I don't know. What I'm not a big concert guy. I've only been to yeah. like three. Um, but both, but I've listened to their music. But before I went with my to the I, bad bunny okay, one, I listened so to the music. If I get invited way. to a show and it's somebody I haven't like seen really or I'm not really familiar with, I will try to load up on their music ahead of time, so I'm more into it when I go to see them. Um, admittedly. Uh, Manchester Orchestra is a band that's very popular right now, and they played Ramshead last fall. And my buddy invited me to go see him with them, and like I knew they were good because everybody that I res- whose opinion I respect had been telling me about how good they were for so long. I just never really gotten into them, so I did. I spent time getting into Manchester Orchestra, including on the way to the show because I just wanted to have. I 
I part of the going to a concert that I love so bad is the sing along. It's the reason why I lost right, my voice right. at the Third Eye Blind show. I like the sing along. I like the making friends with the people around you and like putting arms around and just belting out things and whatever it is. And last night it was more angry than that because it was Rage Against the Machine. But like I love that part of a concert. I like the sing along. Now other people are like, no, do I like, don't want. Do you like moshing? You can. Oh, when I was younger, oh, I loved okay. it. I loved. I didn't. I didn't really last night. At one point, there was a. So we 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 did. We had a floor seats which were of course you know no seats um we were on the floor and there was a big mosh pit that broke out and then we were a little bit to the left side we were very close i mean we were right up front um and at one point the people behind us who we had like talked to and all that they kind of started moshing in a smaller like three of them and i was like oh i could hop into this it's been a (laughs) while like i used to love doing it man i used to be all in on a mosh pit i loved it um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit older now. My back is not as good as it once was. I got some other things going on, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I love the sing along. So if I'm going to sing along, I gotta, I gotta know the songs. You know right. what I mean? Like I can't, it can't just be a band that like I like, I gotta know the songs in order to be able to sing along with them. So, um, yeah, every now and then, every now and then, but last night we didn't last night. We definitely, we, I'm trying to remember. There was three of us that were in the car. And we started listening to uh, uh, Turnstile, the local band. Ah, yes. Started I, listening. I saw them in concert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're very popular. Yes. Uh, we started, my buddy's brother is uh, Pat from uh, Turnstile. Um, I started li- we started listening to them because we were talking about them. And so we, we started listening to them. And then we started talking about how much we all love the Beyonce record. And so we said, okay, we're putting on the Beyonce record because it made us all very happy. Um, it is that good. It is just so wonderful. Uh, and then they were trying to tell me about I guess there was one song, uh, is it Energy, that had a Khalees sample, and she like had to pull it because she really? didn't have permission. And so like, oh, you haven't listened to it since they updated it. And I was like, no, I haven't. And then I look, I'm like, I don't, I don't even hear the difference. Like, I don't. It sounds the same to me. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't listen typically to the band that I'm going to see on the way. Oh, uh, okay. I might put on a playlist that like has them in it. And when I was a kid, I did all the time. Like when I was. When I was in high school, I absolutely was that guy. But that was because we didn't have, like, Spotify. It was the radio or a CD. Like, that was our options. So we listened to CDs. Like, we'd put in, we'd be going to see the Dave Matthews Band, and we'd put in a Dave Matthews Band CD on the way. We'd go and see the Counting Crows, and we'd put in a Counting Crows CD on the way in. Um, I, I think I enjoy listening to solely the artists that I'm going to see. Really? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess if maybe you need to refer, like if you need to refresh. If it's a big show and it's like a big like Rage Against the Machine is a big show. I know the Rage Against the Machine songs. I didn't need a refresher on Rage Against the Machine. Like I've been listening to Rage Against the Machine since I was a, a, a toddler. Um, I don't think I'm as good at remembering lyrics though as some people are. Yeah, I'm not. Like I'm definitely not as good at remembering lyrics, but listening isn't going to help me all that much in yeah. it. Like I've heard the songs. It's just net like whatever lyrics they just haven't stuck with me for whatever. Like you know, n- not every song. Like I knew plenty of the lyrics, plenty of the songs last night, but not every. And then that's the awkward part too, because when you go with your friends and like one of your friends like literally is like knows every lyric to every song and turns because they want to do that bit with you where like you're singing along with each <laughs> other and you definitely don't know all of the lyrics to that particular song so you're like what do i do do i fake it do i do i just bang my head a little bit (laughs) like i want this person to understand that i'm feeling the moment exactly like they are but i'm i'm not (laughs) because 
I don't know all the words of the song. Concert etiquette, man. These are there's a lot of questions <laughs> that you deal with. And like you try to go with somebody that you know is equally as into it as you are. Right. Um as you get older it gets harder, right? Cuz like I say I'm going to a con like I, my life of course my my life. My wife of course loves Paul McCartney. She is your life. She is my life. She loves Paul McCartney, but she doesn't love Paul McCartney the way that I love Paul McCartney. But if I was going to spend $700 on concert tickets, I was going to have to ask my wife. Like, I couldn't just buy two tickets and then be like, hey, baby, you mind if I take Brandon instead? Like, (laughs) I was going to have to ask her because she does like Paul McCartney. So I I appreciated there are times where I have invited her to shows and we've kind of grown out of this where like she's not offended if I don't invite her the same way because there were times where it's really pissed me off. Like I'm into um, Sturgill Simpson and I like invited her to the Sturgill Simpson show and she just stood there like stone faced and I could just tell like she just did not want to be there. She was ready to go home. She's tired. We're raising two kids. She doesn't know the songs and then it like really impacts your enjoyment of the show because you want somebody there with you that's singing along, that's belting out, that's yeah. like grabbing you, yeah. like you're putting your arm around <laughs> each other, like you're just having the time of your life and you're getting none of that. <laughs> none of it. Zero. You're just getting empty back, like just stone face, like, oh, this is good. I like that. Like, no, shut up. You don't care at all. This means nothing to you. It's why me and my buddy Brandon like to go to shows together because we're into it. Like, we are there. Uh, my friend Brandon from uh, Jobbing Out, Brandon Linton, who um, uh, uh, is part of the uh, works at Ramshead Live, um, years ago, I would go so to shows. So he gets deals on, on these concerts. Though, well, not. Right? I mean, like, yeah, if it's a Ramshead, sure, right? Like, yeah, well, if, if somebody's playing Ramshead, like, well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. yeah, 100%. But, like, you know, he went with me last night. We go to other shows. Like, right. he went to Third Eye Blind with me at Meriwether. He went to, we go to other shows. So um, what I what I love is that, like Brandon and I became friends kind of just because I was going to shows at Ramshead and like we connected and we both were into them like we were just into going to shows and we became concert buddies because of it and then we realized we had a lot of other things he is a Steelers fan but I I love him anyway um, despite despite his many flaws um, we just kind of became concert buddies and it's perfect but do we both that night of that third eye blind show we both sweated through everything like he he brought a change of clothes because he was prepared he knew what was going to happen that <laughs> night he's like I've got to change the clothes in the car I'm like damn dude <laughs> and it's great now because I don't drink so like he can go and he can drink if he wants to and we just have the time of our lives. I have the time of our lives. I'm happy going. Even when they play like romantic songs, we'll like hold each other's hands. You know, like we are we are into yeah, it. Yeah, that was one thing I was not prepared for when I saw Turnstile. How like sweaty everybody else was getting. Yeah, and dude. Then I was like, damn, these people are. I thought you. I thought you were about to say when you saw Turnstile, they were playing romantic songs. No, I'm no, like, no, I no, don't no. know their romantic <laughs> songs. I don't remember their ballad no, record. No, I missed that. <laughs> um, like, I don't care, dude. Like, I, I love uh, normalized bros being bros. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's the deal. I don't know how we got here from the read that I was doing for um, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. I don't know how it – I asked you if you were going to watch the game, and, and then I somehow said, that jumped to – Oh, you were – we didn't know what to watch because while you were at the gym. Oh, and then the yeah. Beyonce record. Yeah. Look at how that unfolded. <laughs> that is amazing how we went from point A to point B. D to point Q. Like, just <laughs> incredible how that all happened. And in fact, by the time we get back here, I'm ready to go ahead and say that this is tidbit is brought to yeah. you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, uh, which is where you can go tonight to watch and bet on the Hall of Fame game. And I keep telling you to start thinking about football season. 
your plans with your boys to get together and watch Ravens games, to get together and watch Monday night games, Thursday night games. You can do it at your neighborhood jaunt. You could do it at the bar down the street, and I'm sure you'd have a lovely time. But you won't be winning any money. You'll be spending lots of money on, yeah, I mean, I, I love places like Glory Days, John Colson. It's a great place to be, but, but I'm talking about Live Casino and Hotel and the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. Because you can't win money at those places because, unfortunately, mobile betting ain't going to be here in time for the start of football season. But you know what will be available to you? The 61 self-service kiosk at the FanDuel Sportsbook. You know what else is going to be available to you? Bet pads. They're coming. You're going to be able to go there and just sit right on your keister. Right there. Yeah? What? Yeah, yeah John Colson didn't know because apparently he hasn't been listening to the show recently. <laughs> I've been talking about it for a week. I didn't They're even coming. Know, I didn't even know John Colson was in here. He's here. Yeah. Bet pads. Bet pad. They're saying, oh, you guys don't want to do mobile betting? That's funny. We'll figure it out ourselves. <laughs> we'll take care of that. And you will be handed essentially an iPad, and it'll look exactly the same as the interface of the kiosk. It'll look exactly like the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and you can sit right at your table as you enjoy the, the delicious food at Sports and Social with that 100-foot media wall in front of you, and you can make your bets without even having to stand up. And for days like college football Saturdays, like that Saturday of Labor Day weekend where I keep telling you, my God, it is loaded with great games. Georgia and Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Florida, Utah, so many more. You can just stay there. The only time you have to get up is when you have to urinate. That's it. For 12 hours watching football and winning money, it sounds so glorious. Email events at sportssocialmd.com right now in order to reserve your spot for your football viewing this fall. Yes, sir. All right. So I want to see how well uh, how well you know uh, the this year's rookie class in Major League Baseball. Uh, so I want you. I want to know Adley how Rutschman many. And no one else. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's a good guess. No one else. Uh, if you know, if you can name how many of the top ten in uh, positional WAR for the 2022 Major League Baseball rookies, you can name. Okay, there's no, there's no. It's just the trivia. There's no. Yeah, just here. the trivia. I don't have. I don't. Right, I, that's I don't not, have a that, massive tidbit today. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to have a tidbit. How about here we go? From since question. June 10th, uh-huh. the ALE standings are as follows: the Orioles are 30 and 16 since June 10th. And that is the best record in the American League East and since then. And then the Yankees are twenty-eight and twenty. How about that? Blue Jays are twenty-four and twenty-three. Red Sox twenty-two and twenty-five. Rays are twenty-one and twenty-five. Right. So Orioles are best team in the AL East since All June tenth. Right. Um, okay, so obviously Julio Rodriguez. There you go. He is number one. Four point oh war this um, season. Uh, what's the guy? Is it Pena? Is that the guy down in Houston? Yes, Jeremy Pena, number two. Okay, and then is it Adley? Adley's up there, but he is not number three. He All is right. fourth with a 2.5. I'm surprised at who number three is. Uh, Bobby Witt. It is not Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt, uh, I guess he fell off. Wait, really? where, why is he Why is he not on here? Huh? Oh, there uh-huh. he is. He, wow, he did fall off. He's, he's at a .9. Holy he's 17. smokes. Holy smokes. He's still batting 255. Um, Ooh, 298 on, on base percentage. That's oh, He stinks. Yeah. God. The Orioles, the Orioles <laughs> dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if I can name other rookies, and I'm not All right, sure. He's, uh, you want to give uh, you teams? Hang on, hang okay. on. Don't, yeah. don't, don't. 
Is Stephen Kwan still somehow on yes, this list? Yes, he is. He is. He's ahead of Adley, 2.8. Well, at the beginning of the season, he was Yeah, he was. Dude. He's starting to heat up again. I uh, had to pick him back up in fantasy because he's starting to heat up uh, again. Okay. Good leadoff guy for the Guardians. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I saw on the – because I actually looked at the odds for Rookie of the Year recently uh, okay. because I wanted to see where Adley was, uh, Rookie of the Year's odd, and I know that I saw some other names. So I was like, oh, that guy. Uh, uh St- Steven Strider, he is, and for for positional players, he's he uh, he's not an, obviously not a positional player, but for uh, pitchers, he is number one, two point six. But this was just positional yeah, just, player. Just positional players, I'm yeah. not sure if you said that. I, th- I thought I, I thought did. you just I said might not have. I he thought you be, just he said would be war. a point ahead of Adley. He's two point six. Uh, O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz is number nine, one point three. There's. That might think, yeah. Oh, is Suzuki, uh, say a Suzuki? Does Suzuki, he... no, he's not okay. Not up there. He's 21, 21st. All right. Uh, there's much... one more I think you should be able to get. NL, NL East. Uh, you might have to, uh, why am I, why am I? All right, just tell Rookie me. Rookie for the defending champs. Outfielder. Oh, God. Oh, what the hell is his name? Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Um, with a two point four WAR. All right, all right, all right. Only all right. point behind Adley. Huh. All right, all right. I know, I know. His name is um. Oh my God. Speedy outfielder. Jesus. <laughs> I know, I know that. Oh, Harris, Michael okay. uh, Harris. Yep. Is it Michael, Michael Harris? Michael okay. Harris. He is number five. Then Brendan Donovan six. Nick Fortes in okay, Miami. Who, okay, I'm gonna say who is. Brendan Donovan, Donovan. Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals uh, infielder. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I have not. I, yeah. Nick Fortes, Alec Thomas, outfielder for the Diamondbacks. Okay, these are not teams that I have spoken O'Neill Cruz is nine, and then Jake McCarthy, also in Arizona, has a 1.3. I, mean, I feel like it, it should be illegal to Christopher have. Christopher Morrell Asking questions about the Arizona Diamondbacks and should then, not okay, be illegal. Okay, so then uh, can you. Uh, th- there's a pitcher that you should be able to name that is in the top three. There's a pitcher a that I should pitcher. be able to name that's in the top three. Strider is first, 2.6. Um, a pitcher that's in the top three. Oh, this guy, huh? Interesting. If you say so, he's ahead. He's a, he is third among rookies, rookie pitchers in WAR. Third among he is in the Orioles pitchers. bullpen. It Batista? Mm-hmm. Felix Batista really has a one point eight WAR. How about that? Third among rookie pitchers. How about that? Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. All right, here's what's coming up Totally Tubular-wise. Totally Tubular is brought to you by the Pressbox print issue, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. You can read it all, pressboxonline.com. Our salute to coaches issue with John Harbaugh on the cover. Going into his 15th NFL season, other coaches featured inside, approaching or recently surpassing milestones, including Kenny Amatololo at Navy, Pete Karinji at UMBC, Sasha Sorovsky, Missy Maharg at Maryland, Pat Klatchy at Mount St. Joe, Kendall Peace at Poly, and then a couple of recently retired coaches, Janine Tucker at Johns Hopkins, Lou Eckerl at Calvert Hall. The athletes whose lives they impacted the most being the ones telling their stories. It's a great issue. We're very proud of it. Our salute to coaches issue. Uh, but it's only going to be available for not even two more weeks. We are coming down the home stretch of the salute to coaches issue. Uh, as we mentioned, the Orioles are off tonight, but it's the big one. Griffin is... His pants are off. Jake Lutton and the Jaguars taking on the Raiders, the Hall of Fame game at 8 o'clock tonight on NBC. Baseball today, Mass and Nationals, Phillies at 7. MLB Network, Brewers, Pirates at 1230. Dodgers, Giants, 330. Red Sox, Royals at 10. Why wouldn't the Padres be on television every day now? 
why wouldn't every all of these networks just scrap it and say we're making sure that the Padres game is on national TV? Excellent question. FS1 raised Tigers tonight at seven. Uh, we mentioned Athletes Unlimited uh, continues tonight, six thirty on ESPNU, nine o'clock on ESPN two for Mountain Sparks. Uh, ESPN2 for the Phoenix Mercury and Connecticut Sun. The Mighty Merc at 7 o'clock. Also, uh, they're doing the Ocho again this year, and that's tomorrow, so it starts tonight at midnight. I don't even know, you know what's part of it, but it is uh, quite absurd. I saw rock skipping last year. Okay, I, I don't know if so. they're bringing that back or not. Couldn't <laughs> tell you what's part of the Ocho, but it starts at midnight on ESPN2. That, that was probably fun. Golf Channel for round one of the Wyndham Championship. We didn't talk at all about the lawsuit today. I I really don't understand what the standing is. I thought that like these organizations were allowed to make the rules. Like I really did. I really believe that these organizations were allowed to make the rules. If you want to be a member or not, these are the rules for being a member. So, like, I, I have no idea what the courts are going to say about this. Like, I have no clue. But it is, it, it feels like, dude, you made your decision. Like, why, why do you want to come back and play on the PGA Tour? You made your decision. You're playing for somebody else. I, I don't. I mean, I get it. There's even more. When that tour isn't playing, you want to make even more money. But, like, my God, how much how much money do you need? Um, uh, round one of the uh, Golf's women's... expensive sport. Uh, that's fine. Round one of the women's uh, British Open, or the Open, the Women's Open, they're just calling it, uh, is going on right now on the USA Network. Tennis Channel coverage of the uh, City Open down in D.C. continues. Uh, ESPN, if you literally have nothing to do with your life, is airing episodes five and six of the Derek Jeter thing tonight at 9 o'clock. I can't imagine a single human so being Hall of Fame watched ahead that. of that. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm not. I, I, you know what? You found it. <laughs> you found the one thing that I would be less willing to watch than the Hall of Fame game. There is one more thing I know you want to watch. It is uh, unfortunately it's the season nine finale of Impractical Jokers. Tonight. Ah, yeah, can't so. can't miss that. So uh, we uh, might, I guess I'll have to stop mentioning that as much. Anything now. else? Uh, there's a new movie called Wedding Season on Netflix. It's two people. Uh, they're their like Indian parents want them to like get married, and so they they agree to fake date to get their parents off their back, and then they have like a like a date to the wedding, and then of course you know they fall in love. Okay, okay. So that's on Netflix. Uh, it's not uh, for me. I don't know who it's for. Maybe it's for it's for uh, it Connor might Norby. be for Connor Norby and, and Joey Ortiz. We should recommend it. <laughs> Connor, we got the movie for you and Joey for movie night. Uh, they're they're uh, reviving uh, Beavis and Butthead on Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, so that'll premiere yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah. Um, okay. And then on a uh, docu series on Amazon Prime, All or Nothing. Uh, and it's, they follow Arsenal. They followed Arsenal oh, last season. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, I guess, hard knocks for soccer. Okay. And uh, it should be interesting. Well, that's uh, with the uh, Premier League returns yeah. this weekend. Yes. Yeah. And so that should be it. Should be a good uh, season because Arsenal had a really, really wild year last year because they were flirting yeah. with relegation and then they turned it around okay. and almost qualified for Champions League. So okay, should uh, be interesting. Very good. Thanks today to Charlotte North. Thanks also to Connor Norby. We'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the <coughs> tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Stan the fan will be in tomorrow morning. Mike Devereaux, we are finally scheduled to catch up with. Um, after he, uh, you know, we we, we bumped him, yeah. then he bumped. It was a whole thing. He's in town, and I love Mike Devereaux, so we're going to try to make that happen tomorrow. And then Jorge Lopez is scheduled to join us tomorrow as well. Um, talk about uh, moving on and joining the Minnesota Twins. So that is scheduled to be on tomorrow's program. 
Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Visit Howard County, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Ryan at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you are with us on audio, do nothing at all. Sit there. Wait. We'll be back. If you're with us on video, give us a minute. Refresh. Coming up next, Weekend at Bookies. Welcome into Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Coming up in a bit, our buddy Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports will join us. We'll talk about the day's baseball slate. Doesn't involve the Orioles. Uh, by the way, I tried telling you guys the other night. I did not understand the Orioles, the line. I felt good about that on Tuesday, where I was like, why in the hell would the Orioles be run and a half dogs in that game? And uh, I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus, but... Um, Someone whose uh, name rhymes with Smarry Smolman told me, he was like, dude, I'm hammering. I'm hammering the Rangers. I'm like, why? Like, they're throwing Spencer Howard against Jordan Lyles. Why are you hammering the Rangers? It doesn't make any sense. Made a couple of bucks on that one. So I felt good about that. We'll talk about the baseball slate with our buddy Brad Cronthal in a bit. Andrew Stecka will join us in just a second to go over his stats and figures for the week. And then uh, later on, uh, Griffin. What are we? It's it's a Griffin's gratuitous group. Is that what we decided? Yeah, Griffin's gratuitous group. You know, because I and I'm I I know it gives us the alliteration of G R G R G R. I remember before I left, somebody saying, "Why wouldn't it just be Griffin's gratuitous gamble?" Uh, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, but it doesn't give us the gr 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 sound, right?" Like I kind of like the alliteration of the G R G R G R, but. It, it might make a bit but more also, sense. But also, it's it's if it's gratuitous, it's not so much a gamble because I'm giving you like three locks, you know. So, mm, don't know. I don't yeah, know. Well, I, sure. I think about that. We'll workshop it. We said Griffin's gratuitous grouping. That is what we said last. Grouping. Time, yeah. yeah, grouping. All right, Griffin's gratuitous grouping because it's a parlay bet that he puts together at the end of the show. All right, uh, so that's all coming up this week on Weekend at Bookies. Let's start with our stats and figures. He is our buddy Andrew Stecka out in the desert, and he's with us now here on Weekend at Bookies. What's going on, pal? How are you? Good morning, Glenn. How are you doing? Everything's all right. I'm assuming that you're going to give me nothing but uh, soccer now because this is this is this is like a, this is like opening day for you. This is this is Christmas Eve, correct? 
It, it, it very much is. I do have something soccer, but we'll, we'll save that for the end. Uh, uh, I, as you know, I'm undefeated in soccer parlays during Stetson Figures, so we'll, we'll try to keep that going uh, by the end of this. So, for the record, uh, as you bring that up, it's been a while since it's, – it's like an Aaron Lewis song. It's been a while since you and I have done this segment. Uh, yes. Something like that. Um, and uh, the last time you uh, you indeed hit on a soccer parlay, both teams to score um, in the New York Red Bulls Atlanta United match. And as Griffin yep. points out, he he adds this note: you were in a lot of trouble because for seventy five minutes, no one had scored. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, true, it's true. All of a sudden, in the last few minutes of the game, three goals in a two one game. So All hell broke loose. That yep. one ends up hitting. Uh, so you went two and one on the bets that you made. This is going back to June thirtieth on uh, that particular day because you also hit over eight and a half runs in the Braves Phillies game. But uh, you were a bit bullish on uh, Will Zalatoris in the uh, the Open Championship. I was. Did not go so well. Finished T twenty eighth in the Open. Uh, and I'm still laughing at the uh, commanders to make the playoffs thing. So we'll just we'll move right along past that. I I don't believe you. All right, now on to this week. Stats and figures. Where are we starting? Well, you mentioned the commanders. Let's stay with the NFL. I, I've got another NFL future for you. Uh, two two futures and 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 two bets for for right now. But um, let's start with the NFL. And uh, I don't care for futures desert. bets, Andrew, because I have to wait to find out if I'm getting my money or not. Somebody else is holding I my money. I know that. I know that. But once we get into the, when, when there's more sports to act, that are actually going on, we will have more sports that are actually going on. Until now, we're looking to the NFL. Uh, there's a team out here in the desert called yes. the Arizona Cardinals. I've heard. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they've, got, they've got a receiver that needs to maybe slow down a little bit. My goodness! Thank goodness I wasn't on the on the highway Jesus. the other day when. Uh, By the way, I tell you what's a bad bit. It's a bad bit when Ravens fans are like, "Ah, oh, you see, this is why this is why the Ravens won this trade." Like, shut up! It's a very, it's a very it's bad. bit. So I mean, I, obviously, obviously Hollywood Brown has a lot of stuff going on and needs to figure that out. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, you're right. It's yes, a bad he bit. definitely needs to slow down. Let's make that abundantly clear. He needs to slow down. And we said the same thing when Lamar Jackson had a speeding issue uh, at a younger. You need to slow down. Like, you got to get a hold of that because you can die and kill somebody else. You have to stop that. That's got to end. Um, and it doesn't mean it's got to end because you're making millions of dollars. Like, nobody should be doing that. Um, but it has nothing to do with whether or not he's going to be a good football player this season. That's nonsense. No, it does not. Uh, th- they also have another receiver, though, that is not going to be around for six games. That's true. Andre Hopkins. That's true. Um, they also, I'm not sure if anyone's looked at their schedule, but it is daunting. They play the entire AFC West, uh, including opening the schedule with Kansas City and at Las Vegas. Then they play the Rams after that. They've also got games at Minnesota and against the Patriots, who I think are going to be two pretty decent teams. Um, so I'm betting the Cardinals to go under their win total of eight and a half games, eight and a half wins this year uh, at minus one ten. You have to remember too that this is a team that if they don't get off to a hot start with that really daunting start to the schedule, this is a team that tends to trend down as the season goes on. We've seen that under Cliff Kingsbury the last few seasons. So. I don't think they're getting to nine wins this year. Wow. Um, so I'm going to bet the under of eight, under eight and a half All for right. the Arizona Cardinals. So there are some alt lines that are available for the Cardinals' win total. You tell me if you go any further than this. 
under seven and a half is plus one fifty. It's 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 something that I would be willing to entertain, but honestly, when you're when you're only paying a one ten big on the eight and a half, uh-huh. I don't mind that at all. all right. um, but all right. honestly, you look at their schedule. I went through it last night, and I went through it a couple times. And even being generous, that seven win mark is gonna be that's kind of right around where I saw them. That's why I felt so comfortable with the eight and a half. Okay, all right, all right. We'll keep that in mind. Um, I get everything you're saying. Um, I I don't think it's necessarily flawed. Obviously, the Seahawks look to be a couple of kind of free wins at this point. But outside of that, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's, it's daunting. It's interesting you mentioned the Seahawks too, because the Cardinals are always a team that tends to they almost always tend to lose the game at home against the Seahawks. Yeah, but they, they, but the Seahawks had a Seattle and win. But. Okay, but the Seahawks had a quarterback then. They literally decided to go yeah. into a season without an NFL quarterback on the roster. Like, it is they a bold-ass strategy where they're like, here's what we'll do. We'll put a team on the field, but we won't line up somebody at quarterback. Let's see how it pays. It no, plays out. You're, you're 100% right about that. The other factor in all of this, too, is uh, obviously Kyler Murray is an outstanding player. And he he's is. Got that he's contract very talented. Yes. He's also been kind of injury-prone. So he I, has I'm a little that. nervous about – if he gets a little a little knock here and there, yeah. you know, if he's got to miss three games, there's another you know, another mark against the Cardinals getting to not, nine wins. Not so. the biggest fella. Not sure if you've heard that. Not a not a yeah, particularly he's large a, he's, man. He's, he's right. Certainly not. All right. Uh, uh, next, next up on the list, we're going to the college realm. Uh, I've got another over under for you. I the don't Houston care Cougars. for futures bets. I don't like them. Go ahead. Well, give me more sports to bet on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here, just, go, ahead. We'll go, go ahead. I know. Uh, the Houston Cougars won 12 games last season. They did. Um, and they're returning, they're returning a really, really strong defense, a real veteran team. Um, and their over-under is set at 8.5. Mm. So I'm going over the 8.5. Now, it is, you, you're going to pay a little bit of a vig here. It's minus 165. Um, but they won 12 games last season. And guess what? They don't have to play Cincinnati or Central Florida this year. They are not on their schedule. Those are the two teams. Uh, within the conference that are favored above them, Houston's kind of the third the third choice in terms of betting favorites. Um, so, you know, the fact that they're not going to play those two teams, they only have two straight road games one time this season, and that's weeks one and two when they go to Texas San Antonio and Texas Tech. Um, so, I, I just I really like the idea that the Houston Cougars can at least win nine games. Um, I really think they could win ten or eleven. If you know if things break right for them, they just they're a good team, and the fact that their over under number is set so low uh, was kind of confusing for me. Um, I I don't have any you know I I literally the only thing I tell you about the Houston football team is Clayton Toon is their quarterback. That's that's the list of things, right. and, I, and I know who their coach is. I'm not going to pretend like I can tell you a lot of things about Houston. I also uh, you know as you point out, their their non conference schedule is not daunting. Nope. I'm, they also get the the benefit of you know the, the, there's one team in that conference in Navy that can be a little tricky at times. Obviously, yeah. now I don't think Navy's going to be a powerhouse this year. No, but, but I get the matchup is difficult. Bi- the matchup is difficult, and they have a bye week before the Navy game, so you get a little bit of extra time to prepare for what Navy provides to you. So that, that's another added I'm, benefit. To I'm I'm well. listening. I I actually I don't like making futures bets, but I'm more inclined to make this one than I even am the Arizona bet. Like I, I like this. This is a good bet. I'm, I'm it, giving it my, 
I, I know you were waiting for that. I'm giving it my vote of approval. Always. Yeah, right? I know By you're... the way, if you want to be really bold, you can get them at plus 170 to win 10 games. Ooh. So. Ooh. I might. I just might. <laughs> I just might. There you go. Andrew Steck, uh, Stets right, and get... Figures here on Weekend at Bookies. Yes? Let's get you out of the futures realm. Let's go to today, baseball. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard the San Diego Padres. I don't know if you've heard, but today is the greatest day that I've ever known. Sorry, yeah, I'm the just... Padres have made some moves, and uh, they're 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 beating up on the Rockies right now. Uh, got a little parlay for you for the Padres Rockies today. Take the Padres on the run line minus one and a half, and the over seven and a half runs that gets you to plus one eighty. Um, Joe Musgrove has has already pitched against Colorado twice this year. Both times the total has gone over. Um, and Kyle Freeland, starting for the Rockies, he had a really rough July, a 5.59 ERA. Um, San Diego's going for a five-game sweep in that series, and they are obviously rolling. You saw what they did last night. Um, I just I like the Padres to kind of keep it going to beat up on the Rockies, score a bunch of runs, and push that total over the seven and a half. Seven and a half seems like a low number. We we saw the return of for uh, those two teams. We saw the return of Slam Diego last night with uh, Brandon Drury uh, hitting a grand. It was it in the, was in the first inning that he hit a grand slam too. Like it wasn't the it wasn't the first inning. The, his first five his three. first at bat as a Padre hits a grand slam, which is a, a decent way to get things started. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't tell you any reason why I wouldn't make that bet. Absolutely, by all means. I look, there, there is still the part of me, and I said this the other day when, uh, when Aaron was on, on uh, simply the bets. There is definitely the part of me that's like the Padres are going to do all of this just to spectacularly fail again somehow, like just, just to have this all fall apart at the hands of the Dodgers at some point. But what the hell? Until I see that happen, let's ride with it. I'm with you. They're fun. They're the Padres. Let's go. I'm on board. You know what? I've you've you've talked me into two bets so far. Andrew State. Frankly, I'd probably make the Cardinals one. You know what? Honest to God, I can't believe I'm saying this. So far, I'm in agreement with you. And since the last one's a soccer bet, I'm going to end up going four for four with you today. This is impossible. This is impossible the way this is going. I might have to find a reason to disagree with your soccer bet, even though I don't know anything at all about it. Go right ahead. Well, you know something? The only thing I aim to do on, on Weekend at Bookies is please you. So yes. I'm glad that we've, we've at least accomplished that. I thought that. that was in life in general. Uh, I thought that was what, that's what you said. No, but, no, no, no. It's, oh. just, it's just with Weekend at Bookies. Okay. Every, every, every other time I'm trying to You're trying to piss me off, Red. I understand um, that. As you know, the Premier League season opens up this weekend. Uh, first game is tomorrow. I believe it's Arsenal Crystal Palace. But we're going to go to the weekend instead. Uh, as you know, I'm a big Tottenham Hotspur supporter. Uh, so they are included in this bet. They they open up against Southampton. Uh, two legs to their game in this bet. I uh, have Spurs to win over Southampton and both teams to score. The other leg of it is Liverpool to defeat Fulham. Uh, let's start with Liverpool, though. Liverpool are obviously going to be title contenders. They finished just short of Man City last season, um, and they only lost two times all of last year. Fulham are a newly promoted side. They've kind of bounced back and forth between the Premier League and the Championship the last few seasons. But they won just five of their matches the last time they were in the Premier League. Um, I see no problem with Liverpool getting a win to open the season away to Fulham. Um, on the Tottenham side of things, Spurs have really loaded up this, this summer. They've, they've made a bunch of signings. They really should win this match. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 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 as you know. Like, I, I, um, who are you telling? Come on. But, but, but with Southampton, the, last season, Southampton actually were able to win and draw against Tottenham. So, they, they, they did provide some problems for Spurs, 
uh, last year, and the defense can can still be as susceptible to at least surrendering one. That's why we've got the both teams to score in there. Yeah. Um, but Tottenham playing at home to open the season, um, a lot of renewed confidence. They should win the game, but I do have them conceding once. So you you, you pair these three p- uh, parts of the parlay together, huh. you get plus two fifty. All right. So both give me that. Give me it's both teams to win. Both Spurs and Liverpool to win, right. and in the in the in the Tottenham Southampton game, both teams to score gets you to plus two fifty. A lot of effort being put into this thing. There is so much going on here, but again, oh, I know no right. better. I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to ride with you this week. We ride at dawn, Andrew Stecka. We're going to go four for four, baby. We're making some money. That's the way it goes. We're going to we're going to go out and sign Joe Musgrove after this. We're going to give him a hundred million dollars. Um, all right. I, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to believe on all four legs of this parlay. Um, uh, uh, quick a piece of advice for you. Don't get duped by the most obvious Photoshop job I've ever seen in my life that's yeah. going around on social media today. Holy hell. Which, do is, not, which is? Do not be like Ken Zalis, who I love. You know I love you, KZ. Rock Kubato got called. Oh, by no. It. Yes, he did. Oh, no. Yeah. There is a Photoshop job that's going around right now that is so bad <laughs> that it uh, it's it, it's supposed to be an Orioles roster move announcement that they are uh, calling up Gunnar Henderson and designated ro- ro- designating Rugnado Door for assignment. Um, like it's so so obviously photoshopped that they have to stuff in Gunnar Henderson's name and put it in, in like four point to make it fit in the space of the roster move announcement. They are they are photoshopping. It's the the you you can't see this thing and think anything other than there's something wrong here, and yet oh and they, by the way they also go with Gunnar Henderson wearing number sixty nine for his Orioles debut in this Photoshop, and yet inevitably people are are letting themselves get duped. They are just allowed. I think everybody I think everybody should just calm down and let it play out. Um, let I don't, it, let I don't, it happen when it happens. Yeah, I while I hear you on that, I do. I am leaning towards more the idea that it's time. Like as I said the other day, like you, you trade away some players. Okay, let's let's go. Let's go. I'm leaning more towards that moment. By the right. way, I'm in a group text right now and getting texts about that. So thank you for giving dude, me a heads up. I can alert them. That dude, it's, it's <laughs> so bad. It's such a bad Photoshop. It you can't you can't get duped by this. You can't. All right. At uh, Astec on Twitter is how you follow him. Stetson figures. We will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you, pal. Cheers, guys. It's Andrew Stecka. Chewing us here on Weekend at Bookies. Such a bad Photoshop. I can't. Like, what? You can't. How do you get duped by that? Yeah, see, oh. I saw I saw Rock tweet, and I was oh. like, he was like some big Orioles news, Did and it was the just, roster moves thing, and dude, I saw it, and I was like, oh, wait, this isn't real. And then. So he retweeted somebody else tweeting it. Yes, he quote tweeted it. Who was it? It was just an Orioles fake account. It was like okay. at Orioles. It was like two O's in oh, Orioles. Okay. It was oh, the, was the at. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. I mean, look, it, hey, man, it's happened. Yeah, but I, I mean, I immediately it's looked happened. at it and I was like, oh, well, this. And part of the problem <laughs> is when this is part of the problem. And by the way, this is why I'm glad I'm no longer part of this. Because when when your like reputation is based around how quickly you put something up when it happens, when people are like rating you like, oh, so-and-so beat you. You, you do tend to find yourself in a place where you're like rushing to share information and not thinking about it. The good news about what we do is because that's not, that's not what we do. You're not here for me to be the first person that retweets something. 
um, is it allows me that opportunity to look at it and say, "It looks like Melanie Newman got dude as oh, well." No. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Rough day on Oreo's Twitter. It's just it's the Photoshop itself is so, but the type point of Gunnar Henderson's name, and by the way, the amount of black they had to put in in order to do it, like all of it, is so obviously photoshopped. Oh, it's a bad one to get duped by. That's a bad one to get duped by. All right, uh, when we come back in, we'll talk about today's MLB slate. Our buddy Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports joins us next. It's Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Hey, O's fans, get to Oriole Park early on Friday, August 5th at 7.05 when the first 20,000 fans 15 and over will receive a Cedric Mullins 30-30 Club bobblehead presented by Masson. Celebrate Cedric Mullins' historic 2021 season when he became the first player in Orioles history to join the 30-30 Club with 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. Tickets start as low as $15. What better way to cheer on the Silver Slugger than at the ballpark that forever changed baseball? Buy tickets at Orioles.com slash tickets. Visit Howard County presents the 2022 Major League Quidditch Championship, a Harry Potter-inspired, real-life, full-contact, mixed-gender, 12-team Quidditch tournament happening at Troy Park in Elkridge, August 20th through the 22nd. For tickets and more information, go to visithowardcounty.com. Maryland, be open for it. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, all right, back in here on GCR. We're all having a time with everybody getting duped. I, I'm going to be the guy. I'll be the, the, the turd in the punch bowl, right? The, the person that did this, this is not a thing. Like, this is not an accomplishment. Like, th- this is not... I, I understand that there have been successful prank artists and people that have made lives out of, of being pranksters. Um, this is not going to get you a show on MTV. <laughs> like, I don't... I've never understood this. Like, this to me comes off the height of, I have nothing to do. 
what where does this get you after this everybody's going to delete the tweets so your your tweets are not going to have the engagement numbers that you're looking for in order to try to like monetize them i've never understood this phenomenon where it's viewed as an accomplishment what go ahead quickly we're doing a betting show but quickly is is brad there or are we no no, no, right, no call call brad no. call brad john colson can share his quick thought quickly the whole reason people do this is to call out the ridiculous press but, and the people that constantly are jumping on stories before checking them out just for the fact they want to do that. They just want to point out that these people react to anything that, with, that's, without checking that, their sources. That's fine, but you, did, no you didn't accomplish something. They might have. They might have failed. You might made them more comfortable. You, in the, you might made them more competent in the future in checking things. Maybe. You maybe. Don't think Rock is going to be more careful now? Oh, I think that this has happened to him before. I think yeah. like that's the nature of this. And they get more careful for a while. That's the only thing I'm saying. All right. Okay. I just don't think the person that did it actually. I don't think they did something. I think that they are bored and they, like, that's what I think there is. They have nothing to do, um, and so these things happen. I, I just, like, I, I don't know. I, I have an amount of sympathy for these people because I understand that like their job is attached to having to quickly be the one to respond yeah. to something. And I, once upon a time, had to do that job. Now, I don't remember ever getting duped by something really badly, um, but it's it's an awful, awful way to make a living. And I am so glad that I don't have to do that anymore that literally things can happen, and when I feel like responding to them, I can. I, I just This idea of you've got to be the first person to stop. It's so embarrassing. Ugh. Twitter. All right, I feel, I'm old man yelling at cloud right now, so let's move on from that. We do a gambling show. It's Weekend at Bookies. Uh, our buddy Brad Cronthal, Alloy Sports, is with us now. Let's talk about the day's baseball split, slate. It's been a while, Brad. What's going on, bud? All good, Glenn. I'm looking for some redemption. I'm pretty sure the last time I was on one for 3 The time before that, I was feeling really good. Shameful. Like Shameful. Shameful performance on your part. Yeah, we got to fix that <laughs> right now. Uh, before we do that, remind everybody what's Alloy Sports doing? We're getting, uh, we are loading up. We're just a couple of weeks away from the act. Technically, we are. There's a football game that's happening tonight, but from uh, real football, we're just a couple of weeks. What's going on with Alloy Sports? Oh, we are super pumped, Glenn. We're in the final stages of finishing our NFL product. We are a sports betting research platform. We let you come in and build your own betting strategies, putting stats that you think lead to winning. We tell you how it's worked in the past with historical data tell you the games to bet on that are coming up. We help you. We're there for you before you place your bet, help you win more. And you can sign up for free at AlloySports.com, and you can figure out what the strategy is that you like, try to make it pay off for you, and win big. All right, uh, Brad, let's begin uh, the baseball slate today. Obviously, the Orioles are off, but lots of games. Give me, give me something that your eye is on on today's slate. Absolutely. First game that catches my eye, Blue Jays Twins. I was looking at the lines today, seeing what I like. The line that I like the best is a Sunny Gray uh, strikeout prop. Okay. It's, uh, over under is 4.5. Uh, the over is at plus money, plus 108 on Sandal, and I like the over. I think if Sunny Gray can get five innings pitched, <clears throat> he should hit this number. That's the only question. Can he get to that five innings? Can he get deep enough in the game where he's facing enough batters? His last two games he hit five and six innings pitched, and he hit eclipsed that four-and-a-half uh, number. So one other interesting thing uh, from some data that I pulled was the under is – and this is a, a very interesting data set. So the under is 
nine and zero in the last nine Twins games against Ooh. the Aliens. When their opponent has played sixty or more games on the season, obviously we're well past that point. So obviously hoping for a low run total so Sonny Gray can stay in the game later and face more batters. Uh, Sonny Gray, for what it's worth, has gone over four and a half strikeouts in three of his last five starts, including uh, each of his last two starts. Struck out five Padres uh, last time out and seven Tigers before that. So I like that. I like that. I am. Uh, I'm willing to listen on that number, even against a solid Blue Jays lineup. Hey, what's the? By the way, just because I didn't, what? What's the the fallout from the Whit Merrifield thing? What's going on there? As far as is he going to be able to play, or is he going to get vaccinated? Like, what's the story there? Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure yet. I, I've been looking at it as well. Um, that's a situation that seems to be fluid with Toronto and, and they'll have to figure that out but personally Glenn I, I have to look at them a little I bit more no, myself. I remember seeing like all the jokes about it the day of the trade deadline and then like I just never bothered bothered to follow up because you know I don't it doesn't really impact me right um but it is fascinating they acquire someone that wouldn't be able to play a home game so they would have basically trade for Kyrie Irving at that point it's a very strange thought process um, I got to yeah, imagine. You would think you would do a Ben and Kendi, right? You think you do a Ben and Kendi, and that's your home field, and you're fighting for not right. only a playoff spot, right. but a World Series ring. So may- one for the team. Maybe I go ahead and change yeah. my mind now and get it done. And maybe that's the case. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Uh, so I'll be there for the road game. Uh, next one. Uh, apparent. <laughs> okay. Apparently, Whit Merrifield is vaccinated or did get vaccinated or something like that. Apparently. They are solving. Yeah, I guess he's going to have to. Yeah, least. they're solving that problem. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right, anyway, let's move forward. <laughs> Unrelated, just something that I was thinking about. Uh, next one that jumps out at you. Yeah, so this is the second the two games I liked, and, and the second one, it's a little bit of an easier pick to me. Now I'm going on the money line. I like the White Sox on the road and the Rangers, who the Orioles just uh, swept at home. Uh, to major league debut for a left-hander for Texas. Name's Cole Reagans, I believe that's how it's pronounced. He's facing Johnny Cueto, who, gosh, Cueto's got a 2.86. <laughs> he was picked up mid-season. So I, I like the White Sox to beat up on Reagans today. They're 279 as a team against left-handers this season. Uh, they've won four out of five. Problem is, it is an 8 o'clock game Eastern time, so we'll see if Tony LaRusso can make it through. Um, <laughs> that, that, that should be the over-under on that game. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Twitter had a good time with Tony LaRusso falling asleep. Hey, man, yeah, you're asking an elderly gentleman to stay awake late at night. That's a really tough thing to do. I kind of feel bad for that poor fella. Um, yeah, I didn't see much to like about the Rangers the last couple of days. I didn't see a whole lot going on there, and it's not just because they got swept. They just kind of looked largely lifeless to me, right? Like they're just like a team that's at that point where they're like kind of existing for the sake of existing. And I get that this is baseball, and you know you play so many games, even teams that aren't all that into it are just going to have nights where they're hot. But I'm probably in, in, inclined to agree with you about this, and I, I just there is not a whole lot out there to like about the Rangers at the moment. No, and the White Sox, this is their time. I mean, they are way too talented to be where they have been all season in the standings. They're finally over 500. They need to capitalize on a team that's really struggling. White Sox uh, this season are a better road team than they are at home. They're 28 and 22 on the road. They should handle business tonight. They're facing a, 
a rookie making his major league debut and they demolish lefties. So I like those numbers. I think the value at minus 138 is certainly there. You know, they are the favorites. It's good enough value for me to throw some money down on Chicago. I like it. I like it. Brad Cronthaw, Alloy Sports, is with us here on Weekend at Bookies. By the way, I was just sent this. Apparently, it's not a certainty that Merrifield is getting vaccinated. A story from Sportsnet says Blue Jays leaving vaccination decision up to Merrifield after trade. Which, by the way, what a what a weird headline. Like as if a team could make the decision for you. <laughs> like, no, you're going to get vaccinated. Oh, does it work that way? And also, really, <laughs> like, so he'll be like Kyrie Irving and just really, they really did trade for a guy yeah. that might not be able to play at home. Really. That is a bit over the top. All right, sorry, Brad. Let's move on. What What's next on your list? Yeah, so those are the two baseball games I was looking at, and then I just had, had to stroll over to the NFL and, and take a peek at tonight's game. No, you're not. No, you're game. not. I had to take a peek. No. I had to take a peek. I, I have not put a, any money on this yet, and I, I want to do some research. I'm like, Hall of Fame game, there's got to be a trend here with, the totals, right? Oh, you know, three oh, and a half. Like, yeah. So I'm looking at it, and I haven't found anything good. Pretty oh. much in the last five to ten years, it's been split. You think? Oh, okay, oh no. Yeah. I got something for well, you. I'm not betting this game. Set I'm not betting this game. The under. I did my research. The under is seven and two in the last nine Hall of Fame games. Now, this is a particularly small number, although it did bounce back up. It it dropped twenty nine and a half and it bounced back to thirty and a half. So uh, that little drop apparently moved something there. I, I I'm giving away because we're going to be talking about this today on uh, live casino and hotels uh, social media channels. But if you're gonna bet, if you are a degenerate, bet the under. Don't overthink this. This is bad football. This is brutally bad, bad, bad football. These teams are here to fulfill an obligation and nothing else. They are there because they have to be there. They have three more preseason games to play. They don't. The coaches do not care. This is bad football. Bet the under. I don't overthink this. I don't care how small. If the number had even dipped down to 28 and a half, I still probably would have bet the under if that was the case. If you're betting, bet the under. And uh, and and stay tuned to live casino and hotels uh, social media channels because later today Griffin's going to tell you why you should also bet the Raiders. I'm not giving that away. Griffin's got something for you as to why you should bet the Raiders. Again, my first suggestion is maybe don't bet on sporting events that aren't real. But if you're going to, it looks like FanDuel's adding a drive results tab, on, and so they're going to have uh, you can probably bet on like I guess how the how each drive is going to end. What? Is what it looks like. They don't have they don't have picks up yet, but they have a little tab on there when you go. So when it's live, so when a drive begins, it, they, I mean, you can bet on how that. Hopefully, they have the first drive up uh, before it game that, starts. That's a good reason to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight. All right, Brad. Anything else that's on your mind that you want to share about uh, Alloy or about uh, a betting at the moment? I don't know, Glenn. I think I'm going to run over to that sportsbook. I, I like the under, honestly. Dude. I, I did. I, I was not comparing it to past odds. I was comparing it just to the teams get over thirty. So it was kind of split there, but I don't, yeah, it's the Hall of Fame game. Under, um, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad football. They get to the second half. All they're doing is trying to get it over with. Like, nobody wants to be there. This is a bad, bad, bad deal, man. Bet the under. It's going to be a 13-10 to 10 type of game, something like that. 
that's the way you go. All right, buddy. Uh, uh, where can people find uh, Alloy and yourself on Twitter? Yeah, you can find us at Alloy Sports, and then my personal account is B underscore Cronthal, and then we started a Discord channel and a Twitch. We're going to be really ramping up our content efforts uh, once football starts and our platform's done. So you definitely want to get tuned in to the latest uh, for the data-driven uh, models and trends and, uh, you know, stay in the loop. All right, very good. Uh, Brad, appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you in two weeks, all right? Sounds great, Glenn. Talk to you then. That's our friend Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports joining us here on Weekend at Bookies. Uh, again, if you want to bet the Hall of Fame game tonight, I didn't know about this driver results thing. This is dope, man. If that's really something they're going to be rolling out for football season, I am all in. And again, think about it. When you're in the FanDuel Sportsbook, you're going to be able to do that on your bet pad that you can bring to your table with you during the season and sit there and bet on every single drive. The drive begins. How does it end? You can make that bet. I love that. Punt. I'm picking punt every time. You're picking time. punt every time. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be plus money a lot of the year. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the odds will reflect that. Keep that in mind. The odds will reflect that. Um, wow. Wow, I really dig this. I really do dig this. So um, you want to be there. And I keep telling you, start thinking about making formal plans. Like, again, instead of going to the, the, the little neighborhood pizzeria to watch the Thursday night games this season, get together your buddies and say, why don't we go watch them at Live Casino and Hotel in the FanDuel Sportsbook because we can win money. The food's better, the whole thing. Come out on top at the end of the night. Mobile betting is not going to be here in time. I know we all want mobile betting, but it's not going to be here in time for football season. So start making your plans. Where are you going to watch Ravens games? Even that, I get it. Like Maybe you've gotten together at the same place for, for 20 years, but you know what you haven't done? You haven't won money betting on the games. You can do that. FanDuel Sportsbook, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. All right, Griffin's gratuitous grouping. You are putting together a parlay bet each week. Um, and, and you know, for funsies, obviously, it's we, we acknowledge that it's kind of out there a little bit. The last time we did this, you didn't do so well. No, I didn't. We'll go through Very it. Silent. Okay, so uh, the first one I had, uh, the, I, went to the, I went to the CFL, and, uh, and, and it ended before it even got off the ground. Uh, the, the Red Blacks they lost to. Uh, hold on, I gotta pull. I gotta pull the it up. BC Lions. Yeah, the BC Lions. Um, and uh, then and and. Oh, by the way, as you point out, what I, I don't have. They've it, won just what they've won just one yeah. game since then. Yeah, they won one game. They they were winless for yeah. pretty much the entire month of July. Then on Sunday night they finally got their first win ah. of the season. So I, ah. I I must have cursed them and. <laughs> way, way to go! Way <laughs> to go, jerk! All right, um, and then we went to uh, tennis, Wimbledon, Yannick Sinner. Okay, he cruised over John. He did. I, I like Eisner. that. You, Isner. Oh Isner. Why, God! Why did I get it wrong? Again? Isner. And I Isner. told you that when you yeah, ran that out. I remember. I said, yep, hundred percent. And then uh, I was talked up Max Holloway, nice and big, and he decided to just not show up against Alexander Volkanovski. He got destroyed for twenty five minutes, and uh, so you went one. You you didn't even really come close. No, not really to this first. The middle, just the middle grouping. leg. Yeah. All right, you're gonna we try to do better one. this time. I am. And I kind of liked what I did the first time. I had a I had a pick for each night, so that way, okay, you get, you, you, you'll pay you get to ride with it and pay attention. Um, so for tonight, I'm going to return to the Canadian Football League. What is your problem? I'm going to get you it. Don't back. know anything it. about yes, Canadian I football. Yes, I am. I, all right, we're getting it right tonight. Winnipeg Blue Bombers taking on the Montreal Alouettes. Blue Bombers haven't lost since last November. 
Wait, what? Yeah, they're the reigning champs of the CFL, okay. and they haven't lost since last November in the regular season. They're favored by five and a half. All they got to do is win by a touchdown. At they're gonna win. They're gonna beat the Alouettes. It's it's uh, it's their league to lose again. And uh, you know this game, this Thursday night game is just another stepping stone on their way to glory. So take the take the right. Winnipeg, Winnipeg Blue on the road. Minus five and a half is the first part of your gratuitous yes, grouping. Yes. Yes. This is this is bold. Yeah. Bold. Montreal. Everyone knows Montreal. But not this is under. You can. Is that, does everybody yeah. know that? Yeah. I don't believe they play at the Olympic Stadium anymore. I think they play at the smaller stadium in Montreal, the soccer stadium. Maybe they play in the Molson Memorial Stadium. I believe that's the Percival. soccer Molson. Or may, that might even be a smaller stadium than that. Actually, that might even be Molson Memorial Stadium. I think the odds of even moved more towards Yeah, they don't even play in the soccer stadium. And it's it's the um it's the McGill University Stadium actually. Cuz you know, you know McGill, you've been mm. a fan for a long time. Yeah. Um All right, so I'm getting uh, some CFL redemption tonight. Yeah, probably not, but go ahead. I definitely. Uh five and a half on the Blue Bombers. Then tomorrow night, we're going to go to some MMA Professionals Fighter League, Professional Fighters League. PFL is on ESPN tomorrow night. And in the main event, we got Anthony Pettis. Wait, this is a bizarre thing. They can't fit a full CFL field at the stadium, but they just do it anyway. Oh, you love it. They treat it like baseball, where the, the stadiums, it's just a different field at every state. This is insanity. Because the playing surface is surrounded by a running track, the full 65-yard width and 20-yard length of the end zones is not available at the two end lines. However, the full width is available for more than half. Hey, we got it for a, got a good bit of the end zone. The full width is available for more than half of each end zone, with the only missing pieces being the relatively small bits off the corners. That's fantastic. So they're just like, eh, Sorry. Since the 2014 CFL season is the only stadium in the CFL to cut the corners on the end zones. After That's why everybody loves going to Montreal. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> You're like, well, this would have been a touchdown literally anywhere else. Oh, right. Wait, so was this the place where they had that preseason game last year? Because the Raiders, weren't they on hard knocks? Was that last year? Maybe it was two years ago? Where they went to... I they played a game in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. I could have sworn this was something that happened. Know. And the, sh the field was, like, not ready. Maybe this is something else. Whatever. It doesn't right. matter. I, don't, I really have no idea. We're going to the PFL for my second pick. Tomorrow night, uh, the PFL playoffs, Anthony Pettis is taking on Stevie Ray. And uh, Pettis is a slight underdog at minus 102. We're taking him. He's a, he's a former UFC champ. And by the way, apparently he, that happened in Winnipeg. Oh, in Winnipeg. Okay. It was, and it was an unstable turf. That's what it was. Not um, not a, a, a – it was un, that's what they called it, unstable turf. Mm. Which I believe is the same thing that happened famously when the uh, Ravens tried to play a preseason game in Philadelphia, year at the old Vet, uh, years upon years ago. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we're taking Pettis. Uh, he, uh, so he's getting redemption here against Stevie Ray because he lost to Stevie Ray in the regular season just a couple months. Actually, less than it was. It was in June. I'll choose to believe you. Yeah. No, that's what happened. And uh, choose to believe you. And uh, so, so Ray has the. Stevie Ray is he's a good he, the thing is he's a good wrestler he's he's good at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Plus he was Booker T's teammate in Harlem Heat so he's got that going for him. Was he really? No. Or is this a different Stevie Ray? Different Stevie. Ray. This Stevie Ray is from Scotland and he sure is, is he he wrestles Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um and but the reason Pettis, Pettis is going to be fine with that because he has a win over the current lightweight well okay he's technically not the current lightweight champion in the UFC Charles Oliveira because he missed weight by a half pound 
couple couple weeks ago. Um, but he's he's the he's pretty much the undisputed uh, lightweight champion, even though the belt is technically vacant. Uh, Char- he has a win over Charles Oliveira, a submission win over one of the greatest submission artists in UFC history. So Anthony Pettis is uh, no doubt getting his revenge here. Um, Steve, Stevie Ray hasn't won back-to-back fights either since 2016 or 2017, so there's no way okay. in a, this is a revenge part revenge night for Anthony Pettis. He's going to get that win and advance to uh, the PFL Finals, I believe. Um, if you say so. Yeah, that's what happens. So okay. uh, we got the Blue Bombers minus 5.5, Anthony Pettis minus 102. And I should have asked Andrew Stecka his opinion because we're going to the Premier League for my third leg. And uh, we got the we got Leeds United taking on the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mm. And I'm looking at the total goals. And uh, and, and this, this should just be a classic low-scoring match. Why would it be that? Because the Wolves have they're one of the slowest teams in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, and they 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 they, they play in a lot of one one draws, a lot of one zero games. Leeds, who is actually my team, they're not very good. Um, <laughs> they they lost their. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, they, they've historically been a pretty like hectic and chaotic team. They went through. They got a new. They got a new uh, skipper last season. So I'm not sure hit serve his tendencies so much. And they also lost their two best players to transfers over the past month: uh, Calvin Phillips and Rafinha. So I'm not really sure how much chemistry they're going to have, and especially playing against a very slow, strong defensive team like Wolves. I cannot see many goals being scored here. So I want to go under two and a half goals scored. Okay. Minus 144. And all that right. is my last leg. All right. So you combine all three of these. And we get plus 578. All right. Yeah. So give me the rundown one more time. We're going Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yes. Minus five and a half tonight. Anthony Pettis, minus 102 tomorrow night. And then Saturday morning. Oh, it's down to one twenty minus one twenty six. Okay, mm. so even better odds for you. All right, only under two and a half. All right, and that gets you Griffin's gratuitous grouping for this week. So far, he has never hit one, but we're looking for that to change this weekend, and for us to make some money. And you're down at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. All right, uh, thanks to some breaking news: Deontay Johnson signed an extension. Yeah, I saw that. With the uh, thanks to Andrew Stecka. Thanks to Brad Cronthal from Alloy. We will see you guys on Tuesday morning for the next Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. May the odds be ever in your favor.